This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-3620. That's 800-261-3620. This is a special presentation from the Blaze Radio Network. Doc Thompson, Skip Lacombe, and Jay Severin coming to you live with GOP primary results uh, for the five states that were uh, active today. We're going to get to your calls coming up. We'll run down the statistics. But before we go any farther, let's try that again. (laughs) Decision 2016. Campaign Death Watch. It's Marco Rubiover tonight. Marco Rubiover. He has conceded his presidential campaign. He has suspended it. He is back, 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 gone now. Uh, Jay Severin, um, isn't that a little late? Didn't we really know his campaign was over months ago? Good evening, fellas. And I, and I want to say... Uh, just because of the ring of it, Marco, we hardly knew ye. But the problem is, Marco, we knew thee too well. And the basic problem, which I think will be recognized by people who follow this closely right away, or was anticipated by people who follow (laughs) this stuff, uh, and will uh, very quickly be recognized as the reason, is that this is the result that this Marco Rubio, a promising politician in every possible way. I think you guys would agree, except for one thing, politics. I right. he, he was never able to shake the gang of eight. And even though conservatism was never or has yet to be the underpinning of a Republican you know, vote that we expected it to be in the primaries, which it historically, traditionally has always been, you know, who's the most conservative candidate who can win, right? Somehow it broke through and applied in certain particular ways. And one of them, Skip, Doc, was he never shook the gang of eight. The gang of eight became successfully branded by his Marco. adversaries, and I, I think accurately Marco. as amnesty. Yeah, Marco. and Polo, Polio. Marco. No, he's not Marco answering. Polio. I don't get it. You know, right, and it get never some statistics here. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Jay. I didn't uh, hear you. No, that's right. Uh, I'm yeah, all for statistics. Some, let's get to some statistics here. Okay, okay. Uh, Donald Trump wins Florida. Uh, now uh, almost 90% uh, reporting, 45% to Marco Rubio's 27%, Ted Cruz, a distant third at 17, Kasich with six, and then some also-rans. Um, John Kasich won Florida, uh, 43% uh, to 35 for Trump. Oh, sorry, and, hold on. Excuse me, I'm excuse sorry. me, Ohio. I think you mean Ohio. Excuse me, yes, Ohio. Yes. Um, yep. Won his home state of Ohio, uh, 43 to Trump's 35 to Cruz's 14. So he was a bit of a spoiler there. But I got to blame Kasich and Rubio, both of them, for staying in this race. Both of them staying in the race that would do them no good. It's not, you're not going to become Trump's running mate. You're not going to become Cruz's running mate unless you do a deal. 
You're, it's not going to happen, and yet you stayed in. Kasich isn't even on the ballot in Pennsylvania. So Doesn't this matter. comes down to either it was their own ego, stupidity, or they were playing spoiler because somebody else had encouraged them to do so. But at least They're, Kasich won and kept uh, delegates from, uh, from Trump. It's a deal. It's a deal. This all starts with the recognition that half of us are watching a football game and the other half of us are watching a cricket match blind drunk. You know, the, the, <laughs> when you see these uh, primetime television sh- uh, shows on the law, that's not what the law is. We know it. You see primetime television shows on medicine. That's not what medicine is. Neither is it what TV presents it as being for politics, but everyone seems to think so. What it really is is the stuff you don't see, is the iceberg beneath the surface of the water. The iceberg beneath the surface of the water is Project 1236, as we had first, as we have best, and that is if you're watching one game, if you're watching delegates, fine. But the real game is the RNC is ready to manipulate the rules of the game before or at the convention so they can knock out Trump and Cruz and name Jeb Bush, Mitt Romney, or Kasich. I would just say one, I I know I'm wordy here, but Mm -hmm. let me say, today, a national report, today, a letter from the senior member of the RNC Standing Rules Committee, and that is... Many of you sent to all members of the officials of the RNC, Republican National Committee. There seems to be some misunderstanding that there is a first ballot delegate loyalty rule. There is no such rule as, uh, sorry, (laughs) I have said for weeks and weeks and weeks and almost no one. Well, I'm sorry. Let me be humble. No one else in media has said or recognized the rules of the 12 Uh, 2012 convention expired mates with the 2012 convention that happens every four years now they make new rules and one of the new rules or clarifications is there is no first bout this was the announcement which has been predicted here first on the blaze radio network there is no first ballot loyalty rule (laughs) and and if you consider for a moment that that might be true I mean, Jay, it's almost as if you say we really don't matter in this. Our votes don't matter. No. I mean, that's almost like it's what you're saying. It's pretty much like what I'm saying. Now, the question is. Really kind of what you're saying, like my vote doesn't count. Well, can they get away? What I'm saying to you and Skip is, can they get away with it? If, If two guys show up, let's assume it's Trump and Rubio, with a plurality of votes. We've gone through the primaries. A party's own members, own voters have expressed their feelings. And you've got two guys that don't have a majority, but a plurality of votes. They're number one and two. Can you actually rob that from them and put in Jeb Bush? Suppose Trump shows up or Cruz, because they hate Cruz more than Trump. If either one of them show up and actually get 1237, you think they're going to be embarrassed about robbing someone with 1237? Show me the law. There isn't a law. There's not even a rule. All right, so let me give you a, a quick update uh, as well. So as we said, um, Donald Trump has won Florida over Marco Rubio. John Kasich edged out Donald Trump in Florida. So Trump has taken one of the two big uh, states or, or of the big five states that are up today. Currently in North Carolina, Donald Trump is ahead of Ted Cruz by four percentage points. A um, couple thousand, maybe 15,000 votes or so. There's only 25% reporting. So 
Um, it's still possible Cruz could pull it out, but hey, there's may still I say four points that separate. That what I just said could mm-hmm. be total horse manure. I have no idea. You know, I have no idea if the Republican committee is actually planning to do this. I'm just proposing it as a possibility. For now, the big news, it should be assumed that what's happening here with delegates is actually going to dictate what happens. Uh, let's see here. Illinois, uh, still real early, only about 17% reporting. Trump is ahead 41% to Kasich's 23.9. Cruz has 22.7, so about a point behind uh, Kasich for second place there. And Missouri, we still have we have uh, some of the returns coming in now, 2% reporting. Donald Trump ahead of Ted Cruz by 6 percentage points there. So those are, I guess, technically still competitive, but uh, it's not looking sure. good. I made the prediction earlier today. I think Trump's got them all. Um, he didn't take Ohio, but I, I think he has the rest of them. I think this is just what's, you know, sometimes, Jay, you just have these elections where somebody runs away with it. It's just yeah. what it is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's like a Reagan thing. Mm-hmm. Guys, it's uh, in that respect, I mean, with respect mm-hmm. to your point, uh, right. uh, great point. I, and, and I would just say, Skip and Doc, um, you know, there, if you asked Americans who follow this, what's happening tonight I think they would name Florida and Ohio. They would not name Missouri, Illinois, and North Carolina, and which combined, yeah. you know, you know, they may make the difference. So those are the sort of hidden three. It's odd. Those are the sort of uh, hidden three, but they make a great deal of difference today. Here's what's interesting. If, um, let's say Trump were to take the rest of them, aside from, you know, losing Ohio, and he gets all those delegates, he still will not be, you know, near the 1237. He's getting pretty close. I think uh, total 367 up for grabs today. Uh, yeah, something see, like that. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And he and Trump, and these delegates are, you know, these numbers are not 100% accurate, but he had, what, 460-ish, something like that going into this. Uh, so with the, leading the, the, the Cruz by 90, I believe. Right. So he had, yeah, so he had roughly 460, I think it was. So if he were to get the 300 minus Ohio 66, um, it goes 367 minus 66 is roughly 300. He had roughly 460. Now you're talking roughly 800 that he would walk away with, something like that. Right. I mean, he's still – I mean, the, the reason I say this is because we had a, a Marco Rubio drop out. Do those, right. do those delegates then – are any of them free? Does Marco Rubio join the Cruz campaign? Does he endorse them? Does, does Cruz now get to go head-to-head with Trump if, Donald, if, uh, if uh, John Kasich drops out? I mean, we've seen head-to-head numbers, and Cruz beats Trump head-to-head. It's not even close. I don't see a John Kasich dropping out, though, after his performance tonight. I mean, winning Ohio, he's doing well in other primaries. He's not even on the ballot in Pennsylvania. I know. I mean, mean, he he should have dropped out a a month ago, but at this point, after tonight's results, all he's going to see is momentum at this point. In his eyes, in his crazy John Kasich mind. Jay Severin, let me ask you. uh, I want to play some audio for you, and it's it's Marco Rubio's Just before you do, let let me laud Skip's remarks. If if you are crazy John Kasich, but you have gotten a phone call from uh, Prince, you know, Reince Priebus, telling you, hang in there, baby. You may not be honestly our first choice, but you are right there, you know, maybe VP. But this is going to be a brokered convention. I'm brokering it, and you hang in there. So I just want to say that. Okay. All right, so this is the concession speech that Marco Rubio gave, and it was uh, it was quite touching. He was very passionate about it. 
And I wonder if he had mentioned, and I, I've isolated a couple of clips of like this 10-minute concession speech tonight, <laughs> um, just two or three little short clips, that I wonder if he had said these things prior to tonight, if he had a better shot at winning. Here it is. And I know all these issues firsthand. I've lived paycheck to paycheck. I grew up paycheck to paycheck. My parents are immigrants. My grandparents were immigrants. Jeanette's parents were immigrants. I live in a community of immigrants. I've seen the good and the bad and the ugly. Because where you come from here doesn't decide where you get to go. That's how a 44-year-old son of a bartender and a maid, that's how I decide that, in fact, I, too, can run for president of the United States of America. Jay, if only I had known that he was the son of a bartender or a maid and is, they were an immigrant family and that they lived paycheck to paycheck. I mean, had he only told us that before, right? Well, the minute I heard it, I had a very sort of stirring emotional reaction. I called ICE and said that they should, you know, descend on his residence at once. Because apparently it's a household teeming with immigrants. And so I thought they ought to check him out. <laughs> so here it is, his concession speech. He's saying to himself, I'm going to give this one more shot. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe that message, people didn't hear it. Maybe they hadn't heard it. Maybe even though I lost Florida, if I give this one more shot. <laughs> guys, hope you know, springs eternal. Let me go ahead and bring up this immigrant thing again. <laughs> guys, you know this was not just his swan song. This was, and this is, I think is important, this, this was Rubio's first speech of his next campaign. It was the last speech of this campaign, but it was the first speech of his next one. Let me help you out. Um, if there is a next campaign, it's going to be very short, unless it's many years <laughs> down think? the road. I really do. I think he has crushed himself because he's branded the loser in Florida. He couldn't even take his home state. And whatever spin he puts on in the future about it was advantage. weird, unprecedented times because of Donald Trump and right. all this other right. stuff or whatever, it doesn't matter. He could not win his own state. And I submit to you that his campaign wasn't over tonight after he lost Florida. It wasn't even over a couple months ago as we speculated. It was over th almost three years ago. April 2013, it was over three years ago when he said this. My family's immigrants, married into a family of immigrants. I see immigration every single day. I see the good of immigration. I see how 21st century legal immigration system. And that's why I'm so pleased that the first principle in this effort is one to modernize our legal immigration system so that it reflects the reality and the need of the 21st century. We also have to ensure that we don't do anything that encourages people to come here illegally in the future. But by the same token, we are dealing with 11 million human beings who are, in, who are, who are here undocumented, the vast and enormous majority of whom have that, come here in pursuit of what all of us would recognize as the American dream. That was Marco Rubio heading up the gang of Ocho yep. three years ago. That killed him, yep. Jay. You're right. That, that is when right. it was over. Never the shook Tea it. Party turned on him. Never shook it. And, and I, it's one of those things that is a defining emotional button for people guys you know you know and and he just and i don't think unfairly by the way i mean nor do i he he is for amnesty and citizenship for illegal aliens and it, it everyone is entitled to their own opinion but alas not everyone's opinion however individually valid attracts votes of their fellow <laughs> americans and this he was never able to shake this, even in a year when being conservative 
in a conservative Republican primary was what? Less important than clearly any time in our lifetimes. Well, and this being a, a singular issue, too, there have not been a lot of things that have hounded Marco Rubio. This has been the thing. Yes. And if, we're, if it were not for the whole Gang of Eight uh, support, Marco Rubio would probably be doing a whole lot better. See, here's the thing. It's not just that he supported the, the effort. He, didn't, he wasn't just yeah. one of the people got on. He was one of the eight that pushed it. He was one of four Republicans that pushed this. He was the spokesperson. He was the person that was going to try to yeah, yeah, yeah. win us over because he's Excellent. brown, too. Excellent. Which was already a one and, from his Hey, run. can and, we narrow this? Can yeah. we narrow this? Just to narrow what you're saying, as a quick interruption, parenthetically. He got suckered by Chuck Schumer. He's not, he didn't, he wasn't among the leaders, guys. You go for sound bites on this. He was the only guy at the microphone. He got suckered. He was the brown guy for the Republicans that had campaigned on not supporting amnesty. So he was the one who's now seen the light. So it wasn't just that he supported it. It's that he was one of four who led the campaign and he campaigned for Senate and got that Tea Party backing and that ground-level grassroots support by saying he was the Republican that was Latino that did not support amnesty. And the he Democrats sold everybody cut his out. Throat. They he cut, cut his own his throat. throat. Yeah. He cut well, his own he throat. He's okay. stupid enough no, to no, do that. No, you're right. You know, I, I mean, stand corrected. You're right. Well, and, and he right. did it for the He's same type adult. thing that has, has frustrated people for so long. It is so clear. There are not very many clear uh, uh, examples of people playing politics, doing the political thing to advance their career. Marco Rubio just got caught. It was it was a big you enough were, one he right. couldn't go back on. If it, I mean, if he had flip flopped on something else, it might have been uh, less significant. All right, quick update Can for I throw you. Throw this here? in before you move yeah. on. Yeah. Mark. P.S. Postscript. Marco Rubio never, and we're writing the obituary right now, okay, for tonight and as it will either forever appear or until he rewrites it by another run or makes it twice as worse, as bad. You know, but, but Marco Rubio, fact, never led a single poll in his home state. Wow. That is... Uh... I mean... <laughs> you know, that's pretty bad. Yes, it tells you something. Mm-hmm. Um, let me look at those two again. So, so Donald Trump won the Florida primary. He will get the ninety-nine delegates because it's winner take all. He won forty-five percent of the vote. Marco Rubio won twenty-seven. He, Trump didn't just win; he trounced him. He crushed. Right. Cruz had seventeen percent. Um, again, you add up those together. Now you got a player. You know what I mean? He stole those votes away. Yeah. Uh, currently, yeah, uh, North Carolina is still not declared a winner, about 30% in, so we're about a third of the way there. And Ted Cruz is still about four pro, uh, percentage points behind Donald Trump. Trump in the lead with 40, Cruz with 36, Kasich, North Carolina has 12. Let me give you an update. As we uh, said, uh, John Kasich won Ohio 42%, Donald Trump 36, Ted Cruz a distant third with 14. Illinois. We now have uh, 22% reporting, Donald Trump leading soundly, 41% to Ted Cruz's 24%. And uh, Missouri still really early, only 4% to reporting. Um, You have Ted Cruz in the lead, 41% to Ted, excuse me, Donald Trump in the lead, 41% to Ted Cruz, 38%. So it's pretty close there 
But again, it only got 3% reporting. Now, another factor is there was some inclement weather in the western part of Missouri yes. over by the Kansas yeah. City area that likely will end up affecting turnout, especially uh, the, the later poll turnout. Well, Skip and Doc, I really think at this point we're 25 minutes in to our special Blaze broadcast, and I think this is the time to come clean. It's not, it's not great for the broadcast numbers necessarily, but I think we have to be honest with our audience. I think we can all go home now. It's over because Donald <laughs> Trump has captured the Northern Mariana U.S. Protectorate Islands Caucus. I guess I buried so, the lead on that one, didn't I? I should have yeah, probably started really with that, did. right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wasn't going to call who you out. Who tuned in? Who did not want to know what happened in the Marianas? <laughs> Forget that. Tell me what happened in the Marianas. Tell you what. Uh, get me a couple of people that could point out the Marianas Islands on a map, Okay. <laughs> I know there's a trench nearby. That's all I know. It's close by. Um, any surprise, though, that in, uh, in, in virtually all these states, too, John Kasich doing better than Marco Rubio. I mean, even before his, his, uh, his bailing out, John Kasich having probably one of you the most surprisingly good nights You tonight. know what's funny about that, too? I, um, that's one of the things I really thought would happen. I've given my predictions, and they change you know, from time to time when you see people dropping out of race, whatever. I said earlier, I think Trump has it all. I said if he's going to be competitive, it would likely be North Carolina or Illinois. And uh, maybe it's, you know, squeak out a win there. But the thing I expected, I, I'm shocked Rubio came in second in Florida. I thought he may end up coming in third or fourth. I know that's, yeah. it's just, yeah, he was fading fast. And I think a lot of what happened, much to his chagrin, is that his supporters, previous supporters, were bailing and saying, I'm going with somebody else because I don't think he can win. And Jay, you've been in campaigns before. That's, that's one of the worst things that can happen. Oh, yeah. I mean, again, the, the, in addition to he never let a poll in his home state, what you just said, and going back to what Skip astutely said, you have to consider here that you know, this guy just never caught up to his publicity. You know what I mean? He reminds me of when I was – I'm an ancient man, so I remember when Daryl Strawberry was breaking into baseball, and he was like – there were all these articles about him. He was the next Joe DiMaggio. And then, you know, after three, four, five years, there were all these articles. Where's the promise? You know, time to fulfill the promise. <laughs> They're and, the ones who and, created this and then said, how come you didn't fulfill it? Yeah, I – you know, he just – he he didn't ever catch up with his sort of political glamour boy, and I'm not spiting him that, but you know he 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 cut uh, you know a rakish figure on the campaign trail. But back to Skip's comment, I think the worm has turned, and when it turns in politics, it turns with sickening, dizzying suddenness, and that I think explains. Forget what the RNC has in mind for him. That's what explains Kasich. Nature and politics abhor a vacuum. And all of a sudden, there was a need for an anti-Trump. And I think Kasich was more of an anti-Trump than anybody else. All right. Um, I've got some sad news to report. Uh, one of the races that oh, Skip no. and I were following, uh, the Senate primary in North Carolina has been called now, the GOP primary in North Carolina, uh, for Burr, the incumbent, so he will go on to Crushing. face the challenger in the in the fall. Our our boy uh, Greg Brandon, Doctor Greg Brandon, still with twenty six percent of the vote, but but couldn't topple Burr in this, and that's a shame. Oh, uh, guys, uh, I want to Demo- salute. I'm sorry, but I really want to salute. I know uh, those of us who know about this and your hard and good and honest uh, work on his behalf. I'm I'm really sorry about that. 
Yeah, it is. He's a great guy, and uh, hopefully he'll live to fight another day because they could still use him in the in the Senate. Uh, he'll go on. Burr will go on uh, the incumbent to face the Democrat challenger Diana Ross, who uh, ended up winning for the. Uh, it, no, it's, it's it's Deborah Ross. Well, not considering the Grammys. Ross? Yeah. No, Deborah. Deborah Ross. Are you All sure? those Grammys. Come on. We they got a lot of celebrities something. in the yeah, race. No, I'm sorry. Now, no, it's, boom, it's Deborah boom, Ross boom, in North Carolina. Boom, 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 boom. All right. Well, boom, we've got boom, more boom, coming up. You can follow us on Twitter. It's at Doc Thompson Show, at Skip Lacombe, at J underscore Severin. We'll get some of your calls coming up. 888 That's 888 you're listening to a special presentation from the Blaze Radio Network. The Blaze Radio Network. All right, we have some uh, breaking news just coming in. Donald Trump has now won North Carolina, according to Fox News. They're now projecting that Donald Trump has now taken North Carolina as well. It uh, looks like it'll come down to about four percentage points. What a shame, Jay. Under four percentage points for Ted Cruz. <laughs> and, and again, one of the reasons, Skip and Doc, why the, all the attention has gone to Florida and Ohio, understandably, uh, native sons running and all that. But uh, these other three states have big delegate pools. And, you know, North Carolina is what, 72, 75? More than delegates. Ohio. Like, yep. You know, a lot. And, uh, and uh, so, yeah, Trump, Trump is uh, projected as winning North Carolina. Um, wow, that's, uh, that's got to be a real problem for the Cruz campaign because they had to have been counting on North Carolina, knowing it's a southern state. And uh, he would likely do well, more conservatives or whatnot. But Trump managed to eke him out. I, I out think there you're right. Well. The key, the key tonight, <clears throat> as I re- as I've read it for Cruz is Missouri, and um, that doesn't mean that that alone, you know, erases all other shortcomings. But that's the one he needs. If he loses, if, there are a number of scenarios, obviously, guys, in which if he you know, comes up short, it's bad, bad, as we say in politics, technically. But uh, if he loses Missouri, then that's a really bad, that's a bad loss because they had that one pretty much chalked up and they Mm -hmm. need that one now, especially in light of the other results we know. I mean, we're Uh, getting down to, there, there aren't many things left not to know. Yeah. uh, Let me give you an update on Missouri. Speaking of that, uh, we have uh, about 12% uh, reporting and Ted Cruz has closed the gap a little bit. He's now at 40% to Donald Trump's 42% in Missouri. So he may end up eking that one out and um, keep the campaign I believe that's on. proportional, yes? Uh, I I don't think so. I think that's winner-take-all today as well. I could be wrong on All that. All right, me... shame on me for not knowing that. But no, no, no. Uh, it's okay out. because they changed the rules so many times on this. And uh, let me double-check here, Jake, because I have it right here in front of me. Uh, Missouri is uh, winner-take-all. It's winner take wow. all. Illinois okay. is proportional, which I thought they were all winner take all today. Um, and I see and that's one... a big that's a big treasure trove there. Yeah, and I'm seeing some conflicting information that North Carolina might be proportional, but I thought North Carolina was winner take all as well. So that would be a huge oh, help for sure Ted Cruz. 
You, what's that? What do you think? Pretty it is? sure that's proportional, though I was just wrong about ten seconds ago. So well, no, if, but me. but if North Carolina is proportional, Jay, um, if that's a possibility, <coughs> Ted, Cru- Ted Cruz only lost under four percentage points. He's going to get a big chunk of that seventy-two, I would think. So, right, we'll see what happens. Although, as we know, so mm-hmm. many people are watching. You know, the percentage of people mm-hmm. who have ever played baseball and really know it who watch the World Series, it's roughly equivalent to the number of people who watch the primaries and actually know it. So the coverage will, you know, meet its water level. And normally what that means is they'll report the common denominator when that is states, who won which state, as opposed to the delegate count. The delegate count, as we know, is not only the first in truth, but the only important measure. But it's always the second story. Let's find out what happened in Florida because this. And, and trust me, for a hundred years, people are going to be talking about this election. Going, how did that guy win? Absolutely. Um, Robin Walensky from the uh, Blaze Newsroom is in Florida, I believe. Uh, how are you, Robin? Yeah. Hey, Doc. How you doing? Doing Robin, well. Welcome. Whereabouts in the Sunshine State are you? I am in Palm Beach County, and I am at a. Uh, a watch party and you're at a bar really mixed- so you're at a bar you're I'm drinking. Of course. Drinking. No, they're selling <laughs> watches nigerians are selling watches off a stand uh, yeah so i yes of course i'm at a bar that's the only place i you know where, you, where i find my people to talk to but i'm drinking hot Journalism. tea because i have a really bad sore throat okay. All right. okay so yeah i know you guys believe me i actually texted the picture of my tea to skip but anyway, here's the bottom line. It's a mixed bag of people here, guys. I mean, there are, there are people here that I spoke to that were into Ted Cruz, but they don't believe that he can turn the table over, knock down the door, and build up the wall. So I would tell you that the majority of people here, probably about 80%, are wearing Trump T-shirts. And there are people in this room where I am. It's very loud here, as you can hear behind me. There are people here that have told me, admit that they voted for Obama in the last two elections, and they are now voting for Trump. I did. There's one guy over here. His name is uh, Bobby, and he's actually he's a fascinating character because he is a white collar guy and a blue collar guy. He used to work in Wall Street, but he also worked for the railroad. And Bobby, uh, you're now uh, we're going to be speaking to the we're going to be speaking to the Blaze. This is Doc and Skip and Jay Severin. Tell us uh, what was the issue really for you with Marco Rubio? We were discussing this before, and why are you supporting Donald Trump? You're here wearing your red, white, and blue Trump Make America Great Again T-shirt. What is it for you that you voted for Trump? Hi guys, uh, Trump is the real deal. Um, Trump actually is a a blue collar guy with a white collar brain, similar to me, and I truly feel that. Um, he understands the common person, and he understands the very complex situations, which is a unique combination of any individual who can handle that. And but, Bobby, let me ask you this. You told me earlier that you really looked at Rubio in the beginning, and he's been your senator here for quite some time. You haven't lived in New York in a long time. What is it about Rubio that turned you off? Well, Ru- Rubio doesn't get the results done. He's a, he's a talker, and he can't uh, get the issues resolved. He's also... Uh, a typical politician where he has to do what he's told to, to, to do, which Trump is not. It's very interesting, guys, um, that a lot of the people here really echo the sen- 
sentiment of this guy, Bobby, and I'm just, you know, kind of pulling people at random out of the room, sure. talking to people at the bar, and they've had plenty of time, really, to look at Marco Rubio, but yet Trump is their guy. Robin, Bobby seems to me, uh, this is Jay, uh, Bobby seems to me, having run campaigns for 25 years, that he's articulating a familiar ballad, which is the ballad of the freshman senator, not just the U.S. senator, which is tough enough, but the freshman senator, because you're one of 100, you're not a governor, you're not a CEO. What freshman senator could stand before the populace and say, look at all these things I did? You can't. Yeah, you know, Jay, that's an excellent point. And the other thing that, you know, we haven't mentioned, and I've been listening to a little bit of the show, is you always have to look at the cosmetics of the situation. You look at Marco Rubio, and to his credit, he looks young. He, he looks youthful for his 40-something year, years old. And he is young. And you put him up next to Donald Trump, who, by the way, employs a lot of people here in the state of Florida. And people are familiar with him through the golf course, through the hotel, through the country club, this, that, and the other. Um, but it's very, very interesting to hear people here, especially with Florida. You have a lot of New York, New Jersey transplants here. A lot of snowbirds. people like, like this guy. Yes, snowbirds, especially now it's spring break. But these are people that are now registered to vote here. Um, Bobby, we're going to – Jay, I'm going to put turn the phone over back to Bobby. He can't hear it, but I will pose the question to him. Basically, Bobby, I mean, Rubio is a freshman senator. So, you know, he's never run anything. He's not a governor. And Jay Severin making that point. How would you react to that? Yes, he's, he's absolutely a first-term ter- senator. And he's a, he's, a, he's a boy in a men's contest. And this is an older man's contest who has worldly experience. He just doesn't have that experience. And the other thing that a lot of people are talking about here tonight is the terrorism threat. You have people here that were in New York 15 years ago in 9-11, and they are extremely concerned about ISIS and the potential for another terrorist threat in this country. And, Mm -hmm. Bobby, we're just going to wrap this up. Bobby is just going to – because he's being pulled away back to his group. Uh, They all want to watch Trump, obviously, here in Florida. But, Bobby, can you address the 9-11 and the ISIS and the terrorist issues for us? Sure. I was in Grand Central at that time as a conductor, and I had to deal with the uh, passengers uh, trying to get out of New York City that, during that event and dealing with passengers for many years. Uh, they don't want any more of that. They want to secure and keep everybody legitimate. They can, all legitimate people can stay. The others really have to go. And so that's it. There is a perception, whether it's reality or, or you know, fact or fiction, only time will tell, uh, Doc, Skip, and Jay, but there is a perception here that if Donald Trump could do, you know, 10, 20 percent of the things that he's saying that he would do, that people want that hope and that change. It's, it's a you know, fascinating dynamic. You know, Robin, here's the interesting thing, and the, the most telling thing of what he just said, and this sums up the entire race for Donald Trump, and this is the reason I think he got, he's got it in the bag. I've thought it, he's had it in the, had the win for, for months now, is when he said, Donald Trump is, is like, he's one of me. He's a common man. Yeah, he's a he's a billionaire. He's not a he's not in touch with the common man. He's a billionaire. Yeah, he said. But yet then he went on to say, but he can do all of these great things. So that's a weird combination he has going when he says he's the common man. He's completely discounting the billions of dollars. What he means is he talks like an average man. He's not out there. In fact, 
when they when they did the list of of which candidates speak at which level of education, Donald Trump of all of them came in the lowest. It's that lowest common denominator. I can understand him. He's just like me because he curses. He uses the f word. Right. And you know I what, Doc? Add... Let me tell you something. It's very hard for me to hear you, but I, I I know you're talking about the language of Donald Trump when he says things. Like, these are some bad dudes, and we're going to lock up some bad guys down at Gitmo. That's street language. You know, I got, you know, he or she got schlonged. That's the language of the street of Queens. I'm from Jersey. And that is just, you know, the common man talking in Queens, New York, or, you know, the Chris Christie-style language. Right, exactly. And that's the market. Robin, he may have been... He, he may now, he is now worth billions and tremendously successful and live in a gilded tower and palace. Literally. All of those things are true. But because you're from New Jersey, you appreciate he was not to the manor born, even though his father was rich. Culturally, he's a kid from Queens. He has said this over and over in interviews, you know, in various and some of them, um, rather provocative circumstances which i won't repeat but he said hey i'm just a guy from queens and you know even though he's worth billions he is a guy from queens and he grew up culturally of a queens kid not of a a kid from uh you know westchester at the time or you know he's not from wimbledon he's from kew gardens i mean listen i have i'll tell you something jay i have no dog in the fight you know, Ted, I live in Dallas. Ted Cruz is my senator. He's done great things. I'm watching the Democratic race between Sanders and Clinton. She used to be my senator in New York. I, you know, I have no dog in this election fight. I'm looking at it objectively. But I will tell you, it's, you know, when I go and I give a speech about the news or whatever's going on, I will always open up a speech and say the following, no matter what state I'm in. I will always say, you know, you can take the girl out of Jersey, but you can never take the Jersey out of the girl. And I preface that every Oops. All right, we lost, uh, we lost Robin. Robin. It's okay. guys. We will uh, get back to Robin, but um, Jay, I think I think what this shows you, he it, it, first of all, a couple of mornings ago, it may have been Monday morning. Monday morning, Skip and I had on a bunch of Trump supporters. I said, I just want to understand because he, you should not be supporting him based on your past support of Tea Party type events and conservative policies right. and whatever. And I said, I, I'm not making this combative. I want to understand. And I would ask them questions. I would challenge them, but it was friendly. And then this guy that Robin just interviewed, he summed it up once again. It's the marketing. Wrong or right, they believe what he's saying. He's one of them. He's, he doesn't come out and talk about ISIS by saying, well, with regards to foreign policy, I believe exactly right. a, a group, a conglomerate of countries together exactly to look right. at it on a he's macro the view. He's the one going, we're going to kick their ass. He puts he everything in layman's terms. He is the layman. Yes, the, the content of his, there are only two elements to speech, content and delivery. Yep. You know, the content of his speech is accessible and the uh, locution of his speech is everyday man. His accent is an, an enormous plus to him in that regard. He's not speaking BBC English, what's called received English, though he might have, given the fact that he's, you know, a billionaire. So... All right, let me, uh, you know what, I want to see. I think we have Robin, Doc. 
Yeah, we'll get back to Robin in a moment. Um, let me let me go to some statistics out of Florida. If you want to continue to understand what was going on and, and why people have supported, I want to see some of the statistics, the demographic breakdowns in Florida. And a friend of our uh, morning program, Chris Cruz, is on with us to uh, run down some of the demographics. They do have some of the breakdowns of who supported whom in Florida. Um, Chris, what about like the P- evangelical? Me. Question as you go to Chris. Trump yeah. is about to, in a few moments, is uh-huh. going to open his what's okay. become now a regular 9 p.m. news conference on election night to stomp all over everybody. Yeah, well, uh, uh, everybody meaning us too. But mm-hmm. I, I just wanted to alert uh, Brittany and all of us: Do we want to dip into that at the beginning or not, or yeah, can we, we or not? Yeah, we we'll figure that out and see if we can. Back to okay. Chris Cruz. Thank you, Chris. Um, the evangelicals. Do you, do we have any breakdown on who the evangelicals went for? Yeah, I got a couple for the evangelicals. Um, for example, the evangelical vote went for Trump at 45%. Um, but here's the thing on that one. And if you look back on the raw data, this is mostly raw data, but not only Trump took the evangelical votes, but he also took Mitt Romney's supporters' vote. Oh. That's that's so, really telling there, especially when Mitt Romney just came out and hammered the guy a couple of weeks ago. Exactly. Chris, so not only is- Chris this is Jay Severin. I also understand yes. that the survey work, Chris, that has been done recently on uh, self-identifying evangelicals shows pretty starkly that they didn't get into the evangelical business, so to speak, just because of God. For, forgive the imprecision of my language. They didn't get into this strictly for motivations of religiosity, but they got into it because they wanted strong leadership, firm principles, strong civics, and that's why they're no longer, a, a, you know, a, 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 a an easy group to take for granted or to identify. Yeah, well, if you see on the on the Christian or evangelical vote, it kind of asks three different questions. It goes, are you a born-again or evangelical Christian? Well, people said no, a hard 52% no. And out of those 52% no's, 48% came out of the Donald Trump campaign. I mean, out of Donald Trump uh, uh, supporters. Hmm, and then. If you look at the, yes, I'm a born-again Christian evangelical, 46% goes to Trump. So there you can see where it goes. And then you also have, are you a white evangelical or white born-again Christian? And on that one, it goes either yes or no. And 62% says, I'm something else. I'm not a white evangelical or a Wow. Born again Christian. So it didn't know any racial boundaries. He was he was cleaning up there and he took the evangelicals. I still am shocked by the evangelicals. I guess I just chalk Me it up too. again to the um the combination, first of all, of his marketing and name recognition, being the you know, speaking like a layman, as Skip said, and um and, and the anger. It's it's a combination. Doc, I, it's it, Doc, this is this two is a perfect story. Two elections ago, would a guy who was a swinger in Manhattan, who openly bragged of bopping a woman, not his wife, that was on the front pages of the tabloids every day, who, and I'm not taking sides here, but, you know, who humiliated his 
wife at the moment. They weren't estranged. They they, mm-hmm. they were man and wife, and he was, you know, uh, fooling around with a single woman, not his wife, very much publicly. And if if only that, let's take out everything else, two elections ago or three elections ago, just among self-identified evangelicals, could that man have stood a chance? Jay, he couldn't have won four years ago. <laughs> he couldn't have won. Okay. Serious, yeah. Seriously, seriously. Yeah. No. And, and the further back you go, the more ridiculous. I mean, just the, the idea, the possibility, the suggestion of infidelity would have deep-sixed a campaign. Look at, um, and in fact, I can't even remember his name, uh, that, that dropped out and gave it to Obama. So he ended up running away with the uh, Illinois election. I can't even remember his name. Me neither. Uh, no, I don't even remember. The guy had it. He was leading. It was he was the he was the next senator from Illinois and was done because he admitted he had had an affair. He and his wife had dealt with it. It was it wasn't that the scenario? I think Newt Gingrich back in two thousand eight when he was surgeon. Right, exactly. Oh, yeah, Skip. Good point. And and by the way, one of the most recent quotes, public quotes of Donald Trump in this category was, and I quote: "It doesn't matter what they write about you." As long as you're seen or you've got next to you a great piece of blank. Yep. Mm -hmm. And you're right. He wins evangelicals. I know. Chris Cruz, thanks so much for the information. We'll get some more a little bit later on. Um, We'll get some of your calls coming up. 888-900-3393. Are you frustrated? Do you like what's going on? Are you happy? What were your observations when you voted today? Or what were your observations from uh, from some of the different elections you're watching around the country that maybe we haven't brought up? Here's something I think it's time we started doing. Even if you dislike Donald Trump, even if you say, I can't vote for that guy and you never will, even if you would say the most horrible things about Donald Trump, it is time you start giving Donald Trump his due, at least. Because this is all not magic. This is Donald Trump. This is him right. being successful. At being a loud, obnoxious personality that manages to convince people and gets what he wants. He is a salesman. He has done it. I mean, it's not over yet, but he is. it's working. I mean, look at these huge gains he's made in this campaign from day one when people said, this guy doesn't even have a shot. Why is he in there? All the way up to, we better stop this guy. And you can't. There is something to be said, even if you don't like him. It may not be attributes that you... High in high or hold in high regard, but they are still attributes nonetheless that Donald Trump is able to pull this off. Yeah, no, I think we are witnessing the death of the GOP right now. I mean, in front of our eyes, take a look. This is doubtless. the death of the GOP. He says, doubtless. doubtless. We'll dive more into it coming up next and figure out uh, what you think. 888 is the number. 888 Or please tweet at Doc Thompson Show, at Skip Lacombe, and at J underscore Severin. This is the Blaze Radio Network. More of this special presentation continues next on the Blaze Radio Network. This is a special presentation from the Blaze Radio Network. Doc Thompson, Skip Lacombe, along with Jay Severin, who has a headline for us, an update. Uh, Guys, just want to give you, and uh, uh, you, uh, we knew some of this just before the break, but some of it we didn't. Trump has been declared the winner in North Carolina. By the way, the evangelical 
self-described Donald Trump mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in North Carolina? Yes. Trump wins North Carolina, Florida, and Illinois. All been called for Trump. And, of course, Rubio has dropped out. I think those are our headlines to the moment. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Um, Donald Trump, 40, would be declared the winner at this point. Um, 40% to Ted Cruz's 27.2% in, um, in Illinois. Um, wow, that's, uh, that's something. That, that was, I, I think Illinois and North Carolina were, were the possibilities for Amazing. Ted Cruz victory. And it's not going to get done. Um, so let's see uh, here. When, let's, when, if you had been told, Skip, Doc, if you had been told two years ago, or two hours ago, but no, two years ago, that the brashest of the comic caricatures of a New Yorker, of everything that, forget Queens, in New York, they make those distinctions. Outside New York, they don't. But forget all that. What everyone in the rest of the country thinks the very worst of New Yorkers and whatever caricature in mind, Skip and Doc, they have of New Yorkers. And Donald Trump, again, not because I'm not for him, it's just, I think, pretty much a supportable supposition that everyone thinks of Donald Trump as the, I don't know, typical or not typical, he's a billionaire, but you know, he's a New Yorker and he's the brashest caricature of a New Yorker. And you say, okay, yeah, sure. Let's see how he plays in middle America. Let's see how he plays in North Carolina. He plays and wins, thank you. Well, and, and here's the thing. We have these these dependable things, whether it's elections or sports or whatever it is, these things you can count on. You say, well, this is how things are done. And then every so often, somebody comes along and breaks the mold. They do something different, and that becomes the right. norm. I mean, you can, right. you can look at politics, election after election. It's always the same. All elections are local until they're not, and somebody breaks yeah. that mold. Or uh, like you said, well, how's somebody like that going to play in the Midwest? Well, they won't until they do. There's, there's <laughs> always a time when something changes, yes. and this, this is the election, folks. As much as Obama's election in 2008 was a notable one because that, that racial ceiling had been broken, that racial glass ceiling, we had the first black president. Half we're broken. Gonna look at, half broken. It was kind of was like uh, not quite the <laughs> penthouse. But, uh, but what you have here is you're going to remember 2016, even if Donald Trump does not get elected, and he's likely going to get the nomination, but even if it's just up to this point, people are going to remember this and refer to it as, well, that's how it used to be. But then in 2016, remember when Trump died? Everything dot, dot, changed. Everything changed. We yeah. have, yep. you can mock it. You can say it's a dumbing down of America. Maybe it's the movie Idiocracy, whatever. But the point is we have now learned that that, that cult of personality, that marketing, we live in a social media reality world world a reality show world and that's that's what's winning that is what is twerking winning dada there it twerking. is well and and what is the step forward from this point if a donald trump candidacy and likely okay. nomination happens okay. where do we go from here what happens in great four question. years i'll tell you great question whether if it's it succeeds mm-hmm. or fails mm-hmm. i will only say the die is cast for america for the next hundred years in part b Which donald trump to me 
I'm not voting for him. Well, mm-hmm. I may be voting for him, but I, I don't support him. I support Ted Cruz. But uh, Donald Trump, to me, question, what is his appeal for all of us mystified? And many of us are not mystified. But for those of us still mystified by wh- what is the appeal, I believed from the beginning. I believe now he is the Avenger. Because right. that's what appeals right. to me. He's Every running time people he through. sticks his thumb in the mm-hmm. eye of a media personality you or love, the establishment or the established order, I say, I say to myself guiltily, okay, don't cheer for him. You're not for him. But there's a little devil on my shoulder that says, you Good. go for it. Beat the snot out of them. Right. You know what it is? It's two bullies on the playground fighting. You know, at some point you're like, ooh, he got that guy. Good, good, good. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, I don't want him to get him. Which, and that's a, that's a dark. He's my bully. People. I mean, we don't. Usually... I want the I want the guy who's kicking my ass every day to kick that other guy's ass. Well, and yes. we don't usually want yes. to accept that part of our soul. But I think we all to an extent have it. And that is what Donald Trump is really uh, zeroed in on. He has threaded the needle of, of that anger and that schoolhouse kind of bully for all the people who, who got pushed down or got their lunch money stolen for back years, 30, 40, for 50 years, years those ago. of us who go to work every day and, you know, obey the We're not choir boys, but we obey the rules even if just because we have to. And some of us do because it's the right thing and everywhere in between. But those of us who have been kicked around by the media and made to feel like we're stooges and stupid and... Mm-hmm. riffraff and not intellectuals <laughs> and all these other things all the culture has alienated us and we feel alienated from like we're we're americans but like our own culture doesn't accept us and we're kicked around every day and here is all of a sudden this guy just just as doc and skip just said kicking the other bully's ass and we don't stop to say other bully tell us all the things you believe in we just say go Go kick the bully's ass. We have had a uh, we've had a habit over the last 20, 30, whatever years in America of of changing how we perceived things. We used to say people were honored for achieving certain things, achieving certain successes in life. And those were the people to be looked up to. Right. Right. And and quite often, I mean, fame came with it and that was important, but it was usually for achieving something. You you did something or had a certain occupation or something. As opposed to infamy. Right. Exactly. And in more recent times, we started saying, hey, if I can't play at that level because I'm never going to be that smart or that purdy or whatever, well, then I'm just going to embrace... You know, the the like stereotypical rednecks. That's right. I'm proud to be a redneck. I'm proud to be this. I'm proud to be that. And that became your badge of honor. You know, it was Donald Trump has become one of the hey, one of us can can go up and do that. A guy who's not all that sharp. He's sticking it to people, whatever. So to Skip's question, writ large, Donald Trump is. And again, I'm using extremes here to illustrate a point. I can't be the boss at work, so I'll just go shoot up everybody at work because <laughs> I'll be on the TV and I'll be I'll be famous. Well, no, you'll be infamous. But I think your point is so tremendously important. Fame recognition used to be reserved for people who had achieved something. something. You had yep. to first achieve, then receive recognition. Now you can be infamous yep. by being 
a, a serial killer or God knows any kind of criminal. Now, here's to, to Skip's question. Where do we go? Philosophically, where does America go? What type of culture are we going to live in? And it certainly looks pretty dark, but I submit to you this silver lining that usually there is a, a time where the pendulum begins to swing back, that it will come back around on some level. It'll never be exactly the same. Things aren't. But as far as a certain moral value, whether it's America being brought to its knees because we're no longer competitive or people just start going, wait a minute, is that really who we want as the head of, wait a minute, what are we doing? At some point, there will be a realization. It may be too late. I hope it's not. But I think whether it's four years or eight years or 10, I don't think it's going to be 50, maybe a decade. People are going to start saying, we're, we're doing something wrong here. I, think, I think you're going to see it. that you are putting your finger on this, but maybe for a moment, Skip, Doc, I ask you, Mm-hmm. I submit to you this. It is the pendulum, but because of the culture, the nature of our culture, the pendulum has become a metronome. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take 20 years no, that's to true. swing that's this right. way it's and then fast. that way. I think it's a metronome which swings this way and that way, all of a sudden in collapsing time frames where even in this election, we had Kasich become the anti-Trump. Can you believe in a few months, someone actually, I mean, if you believe this or it's even plausible, is it possible that in this small time frame, we had a national figure create a need for an anti-figure? It's a metronome, not a pendulum anymore. No, I think if you're, you're right, but as things continue to go faster and faster, I think that metronome becomes uh, maracas. Now, hold on. I mean, uh, yes. I, no, I really, you really break it down. I mean, it's really more of like a cowbell, you know? I mean, it's going to slow back down there. really a cowbell if we're really going to. I was thinking like a triangle or maybe the sand block. Let's get some calls. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, in Ohio, Matt, you're on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, Matt, what's going on? So Ohio, Kasich, um, basically we're blaming you. We're blaming you. Shake your maraca. I, I actually live in Indiana. I'm a truck driver driving oh, through Ohio. Nice, nice recovery. And, recover. uh, before this uh, weekend, I kind of felt like this uh, election was between Kasich being the guy looking for the participation award <laughs> Rubio acting like Helen Keller, ignoring everything there was, and freaking Trump, the game show host of Let's Make a Deal. But uh, after this weekend, I feel sick to my stomach with everything going on. And I feel like if he was alive today, the guy that would be sitting back with a cocktail smoking a cigar would be Sololinsky as he's smiling watching all this happen. In the complete... I think tear like, down of our cocaine. entire system. I think it'd be like meth or something like that. It'd Probably. Well, the like other cocaine. half of this Coke, yeah, is that's exactly drug. right. The the ground rules of how ten people can disrupt a function for ten or twenty thousand is the Saul Alinsky rules for radicals and the George Soros. And this is a fact. This is a demonstrable with records fact. George Soros, who funds MoveOn.org. Today, they issued a press release, which many people do not yet know about. 22 left-wing organizations joined together in a press release today calling for a mass 
uh, mobilization against the Donald Trump campaign. And this making public something we privately have known, which is there are organized, choreographed, fairly sophisticated efforts to show up at events and not dissent or not protest, but disrupt them. Uh, I'll tell you what I've told Trump supporters, and I've tried to tell a lot of people this, is tyranny is tyranny, whether you agree with the tyrant or not. And uh, if you read uh, Ted Cruz's dad's book, he fought for Castro. And Castro was a tyrant from the beginning, but he saw something that he believed in, even though it was a lie. And uh, I I can see a tyrant in Donald Trump. And uh, it it scares the crap out of me where we're going because uh, we got this guy that's like, trust me, I'm going to make the best deals. I'm going to make the trust me. This is going to be good. Trust me. And people are putting their trust in him. Is that there is no actual thing I think Donald Trump believes in or hope. The only thing Donald Trump believes in and holds holds in his heart is Donald Trump. Or show me, you know. So I mean, that's why even the the characterization of a tyrant almost doesn't work because there's nothing he believes in more so than himself. Amen. Uh, isn't that I, I want to thank how you a lot of tyrant attitudes are? I have are? a question for I have yeah, a question for Skip you and, and are, Don. Man. Thanks, You're right. Thanks, I man. had as a guest today America's greatest. I guess this is opinion. Uh, America's greatest living constitutional scholar, Alan Dershowitz. Now I thought you were no going to say Colonel doubt. Sanders, but I, it was confusing <laughs> me because he's not living, and that's, I was like, okay, they, that's Norm McDonald, basically. Okay. You get credit for that as a, as a partial, uh, partial credit. <laughs> Alan Dershowitz uh, is obviously of the left-wing persuasion, um, and full disclosure, happens to be a friend of mine, and I have sat in his classroom, and he's kind of a hero to me. Put all that aside. The fact is he was very stark very frankly stark and surprising, I think, to many who listened to the show. He said, Donald Trump, this notion, and this is what I wanted to raise with you partners and friends, this notion, the very notion that a jurisdiction, North Carolina, as it happens, was considering legal action, criminal action against Donald Trump to indict, arrest, prosecute him for the fact that assault and or battery occurred, you know, quote unquote, at his direct encouragement at his rallies. And it is a new intersection of law and politics. And that is, can the speaker be held responsible other than fire in a crowded theater with which we're all familiar? Can a speaker now in 2016, can Donald Trump be held responsible for the guy who punched the other guy, or if something happens that worse, uh, that that is worse, is is there is there liability? Uh, what about that? And 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 Professor Dershowitz said we go all out to protect the speaker. I mean, other than extraordinary circumstances, we go all out to protect the speaker. And he candidly said the left wingers, he called them that, who were disrupting are disruptors they are not protesters and anyway what do you guys think about that yeah uh, we we talked uh, quite a bit about that the last couple of days on our program we'll touch on a little bit more tomorrow because we have a different angle on it but um 
first of all, yeah, they are disruptors. You're right. But they have a right to legally disrupt as long as they're acting legally, as long as you're not assaulting anybody or trespassing or whatever. I have no problem with that. Um, but uh, pardon me. You know what's interesting yeah. about that? What's that? Professor Dershowitz said, because this, this is what I was after. I wanted to probe for the actual line, the bright line. And he said the law has defined this, that you're allowed to boo, hiss, otherwise complain. But sustained booing, hissing, clapping, or other actions which prevent the speaker from speaking cross the line and that becomes uh, disturbing the public. Well, the di- the difference there, too, Jay, is it was an event that he had scheduled and uh, scheduled the venue, paid for the venue, paid for security. Right. So there is a right. isn't there a contract, uh, an assumed contract when you go in Great a place question. like that? So, Great I mean, question. it's not as if he's just out in the park. You know, standing on a soapbox, speaking his mind or whatever, then you can hiss all day long. I don't care, whatever. This is a venue they paid for they paid and for, had money there's into. There's an expectation, security. right? So that would make sense. I, I see it. Yeah, but the um, notion that yeah. 10 or 20 people, five people, heck, you know, if they're well choreographed enough, they can disrupt a speaker by doing it one after another, which they did to Trump in Chicago. You don't need a lot of people to disrupt and and even prevent, you know, someone else's speech. But, I mean, based off of those rules alone, I mean, we got to really take a look at the State of the Union addresses, too, with the constant interruptions of President Obama with their needless applause. <laughs> By Democrats. <laughs> That's a really good point. I could I'd get rid of that. I'd be fine with that. Um, Jay, to your point, though, about, um, uh, you know, you can't sue a speaker for that. In fact, I've made the argument the last couple of days, and I think – um, it's at least one that gave people some pause that I don't even draw the line or could make the argument you don't draw the line even at fire in a crowded theater because there's got to still be personal some personal responsibility, responsibility on Wait the individual. You don't, you don't recognize the principle of I, fire in a crowded I, theater? I recognize it, but I don't agree with it 100% because I still think there's more to it than that. I could make the argument, as I did the last couple of days, that if you are yelling, if someone yells fire in a crowded theater... Isn't there a little bit of responsibility on the individual to assess the situation? Assess the situation to know. I mean, I could call Skip We're a liar. About a very dynamic area of exactly, the law because exactly. it's not fire in a crowded theater. That was actually never said. What? And that's just what an example people right, often cite. Right, right. Yes, but I mean it's understandable, and I'm glad we have a handle mm-hmm. on that. But the actual law is if you're if what you say is a direct incitement to imminent violence of another. Mm -hmm. So we really probed this. You know, suppose a great, big, strong man of 25 is screaming the F word and every other thing he can think of in a woman's face who has two toddlers in her arms Mm -hmm. and she feels desperately threatened. Is that assault? Not battery, but is it assault? assault. And there's, it's a very fine line. I mean, it's fascinating and that's, stuff. And that's my problem with it is it, it is a gray area even when you make the exception to free speech for fire in a theater. Even when you do right. that, there's, it's still gray. I can come up with examples of, well, what about this? What about this? What about this? So even right, how that about this? is not definitive. How about this? Mm-hmm. Suppose Doc and Skip, mm-hmm. Trump stands on the podium. And someone stands up and says, Trump, you're a racist, whatever. 
And Trump points to that person unmistakably. He says, yeah, you, you, you in the orange sweater, you. Guys, you know, the audience, kill him. Mm-hmm. I want you to kill him. I want you to beat the blank out of him. I want mm-hmm. you to kill him. I would if I were there. Do, help me. Be, kill him. Beat him. Break his neck. Is that protected by free speech? I think it should be, Jay. And here's why. As, and, I, and I know the arguments. I know it's not right. It's the difference, I think, Judge Napolitano said, um, uh, moral law versus uh, uh, actual law or man's law or right, whatever it was right. put, um, is if I have to come down on one side or the other when we have a gray area, as painful as it may be, I still am going to side with freedom first. I agree. Because I, I'm worried about the chipping away. So, yeah, Trump's been an ass. I mean, he's been a jackass. And, yeah, he's hoping to stir it up. We know that. But I have to stand with him that he was not responsible. It's still the people. Oh, I the absolutely people. agree. Yeah. I, I was assaulted. Yeah. Assault. I was assaulted. I never had such heavy traffic directed at me on the <laughs> Internet as when I just mentioned. I didn't endorse or oppose. I merely said, Fox is reporting that North Carolina legal authorities are considering criminal actions against Donald Trump in connection with his remarks and mm-hmm. and and subsequent, you know, assaults slash batteries at his appearances. You, people went absolutely nuts, which I guess is a good thing in a way. Right. All right, we're going to get some calls here, some more calls. 888 uh, yeah, Let's go to uh, Susan in Rhode Island. Susan, you're on the Blaze Radio Network. How are you? Thank you for Hi, taking my call. I have uh, a question first and then two quick mm-hmm. points. My question is, sure. do you think I can go on the GoFundMe page site to get money to buy an island? <laughs> if you do, let me know, Susan. That's skip at the blaze. I was going to say the same thing as skip. Let me know. Can <laughs> you want to come along? Do <laughs> I do. I really do. And we'll Liberal put island. that Constitution back together, and that's what we'll live <laughs> under. I'm telling you, oh, we go to Belize. God. Belize only has 300,000 people. We get 100,000 to go there. We take over. Yeah, oh, but don't you need great. money I in the bank this. for that? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think this is, could, this is know, libertarian porn. That's See, <laughs> you, you can come here illegally and go on welfare immediately. If you want to go anywhere else, you have to put money in the bank or they don't <laughs> let you in. <laughs> What's wrong with that picture? <laughs> anyway... Um, I know a lot of people are talking about the breakdown of the GOP. The GOP has been breaking down for a long time. Uh, It's basically what you guys have been talking about for the last hour. I see it more as a breakdown of American society as a whole. Susan, you might be right. You might be right. But I still think that pendulum may swing back the other way. But thanks so much for joining us tonight. More calls coming up right after the break on this, The Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to a special presentation from the Blaze Radio Network. The Blaze Radio Network. 
Okie doke. I have a uh, welcome back. This is the Blaze Radio Network's special, a special ah. coverage of campaign 2016. Results, analyses, and mockery, as Doc promises, that you uh-huh. will hear nowhere else. one 888 is our number. one 888 I have a tweet from... I'm not sure who, because I already have it in response mode, but it looks like Stet Dot. And he says, um, you talk too much, shut up. And I was at this point in the response, you are right. I can't help myself. <laughs> so I, 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 I'm going to give it over to my partners at this point, welcoming back Doc and Skip and our coverage of this election, which essentially has guys, are mm-hmm. we right? Trump winning everything. Uh, yeah, so far, except uh, the the one that's still outstanding that hasn't been called is Missouri. And Ted Cruz has now closed the gap within a couple of tenths of a point. It is just wow. about 50. Yeah, it's just about 50 percent reporting. Again, this is Missouri. 50 percent reporting. Donald Trump has 41.5 percent. Ted Cruz, 41.3 percent. So and and Guys, early on I, he was down significantly. Then he closed it within a couple of points, and it's a lot tighter now. Do we assume that the uh, more uh, concentrated populations—I was about to call them, you know, urban areas—but this is mm-hmm. Missouri, after all. You know, the, the more concentrated populations, as we know, tend to report earliest, and yes. the outlying, most rural areas tend. Uh, correspondingly to uh, return the latest. Is that how it's, do we know if that's how it's breaking down? If like, yeah, you know, I'm, outstate is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe it is. Yeah, I believe it is. Plus um, the Western part of the state, as we said, that's going to come in later. And there was also some inclement weather. The Western part of the state, uh, uh, right. Kansas city, notwithstanding is still going to be more conservative um, than, than the Eastern part with St. Louis. Cause you St. Louis over in the border there. Um, so yeah, um, I would think so. And man, he's, he may end up taking that. Let me, Jay, let's run down these, um, these delegates and, and, and do the math a little bit. We're not going to have specifics because unfortunately the delegate counts of delegates that have already been doled out, you still can't get a hundred percent count on. There's always, well, this delegate and that one isn't, but we know within a handful um, yeah. uh, of where we're at. We know Donald Trump has around 460, and that is about 90 more than Ted Cruz. At, at the beginning of the night. Right, at the beginning of the night. That was around right. 370. Now, um, total up for grabs tonight, 367, and uh, Donald Trump has taken, we already know, um, Florida, and that is a winner-take-all state, so that would be 99. Give him 460 plus 99. And you end up with around 560. Uh, Donald Trump uh, came in second in Ohio. John Kasich's going to get all 66 there. So that, that's winner take all. He's not, Trump won't get any right. of those. Trump did get North Carolina. But North Carolina, as we found out, is a proportional state. He will get the lion's share. But Ted Cruz will, will come up with some. Listen to this. The breakdown will likely be Donald Trump getting 27 from North Carolina. Ted Cruz getting 24. Which is, I mean, virtually, I mean, it's a split, it's a split right? He, he didn't pick up any real ground over Ted Cruz there. Um, moving on to Illinois, it's been called for, um, for Donald Trump as well. Illinois is proportional, and it is 69 delegates up for grabs. So far, because 
it's been called, Illinois has been called for Trump, but all of the districts are not reporting yet. All of the precincts are not reporting, mm-hmm. so they can't dole out all of the delegates yet. But as it stands, Trump will likely get 24 of the 69. Um, Ted Cruz was about 12 points behind him. So there's a total of 69 up for grabs. If Trump were to walk away with most of those, let's say 40-ish, 45, somewhere in there, you'd expect Mm -hmm. Ted Cruz to still pick up about 28, 25? 25, yeah, somewhere around right. there. So, 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 so even there, too, advantage. I mean, th- th- this is not an opportunity for Trump to extend right. his lead greatly in the delegate right. race. And then finally, Missouri, as we know, which is now just a couple of tenths of a percentage points uh, be, you know, uh, behind Donald Trump, um, Missouri is a winner-take-all state. So, folks, this whole thing tonight, I mean, again, even after tonight, it doesn't matter if Trump wins at all, he's still not going to be the nominee. It still needs some more wins. But uh, for the, the big... Not tonight, right. The big push tonight, though, the big story may be Missouri. It's not Florida and Rubio losing. A lot of us already knew that. It's coming down to Missouri because it's the winner-take-all one that's left, and it's neck and neck. If Donald Trump wins it, he goes up 52 delegates over Ted Cruz. If Ted Cruz wins it, he makes a, a tonight's losses in some of these states a virtual law, a wash. Because Donald Trump will have only put up, added up for tonight, 99 for Florida, right? He got, um, he went up by three in North Carolina. That would make it 102. Um, If Illinois uh, stands to reason, he'll go up by another 20, let's say. So let's say about 122. Um, I just want to remind the audience there will be a quiz. There will, there be, a will quiz. be a quiz. I know, I know we were told there would be no math. I'm just doing this on the fly. Ohio goes for Kasich, so that's not a gain for, uh, for Donald Trump. So really, without Missouri, Donald Trump will only pick up 102 delegates out of the possible 367 tonight without Missouri. It's a third. Right, without Missouri. If Missouri's in there, he bumps up to about 150-some. If Ted right. Cruz can win Missouri, Donald Trump's net gain on the day is only about 50 delegates. Well, and when you take a look, too, at Missouri, I mean, things are so close there. There's a, over, a ha- a, a, over a quarter of a million votes cast. They're only separated by about 3,000 votes. It's 41.8% for Trump, 41.2% for Cruz, showing about 70% of the, uh, of the uh, um, polling places giving numbers. That is, I mean, razor thin. These are ballpark, but this is what it's coming down to. Without Missouri, if you don't factor them in, and they're the only one that's, that's left at this point, um, Donald Trump goes up over Ted Cruz, delegate count today, about 102. With Missouri, if Trump wins it, he'll go up to about 150-some. If Cruz wins it, Donald Trump's gain today, delegate-wise, is only about 50. And we move on to some big real estate states down the road. The, the, the bottom line is, again, the way this will be reported. And obviously, the delegates are you know, most important. But I think the bottomest of bottom lines, is it not, is that those Marketing. who really all the world, political world, is divisible at this moment into a binary equation, yep. you know, A or B. A Winner is, I would like to see a brokered, open, contested, et cetera, convention or b i would not like to see that and that's really how in the end this is that's the prism through which Hmm. we're going to have to view this 
Yeah, you're right. I mean, the momentum, clearly, you can, because again, like you, the, the media isn't necessarily counting delegates. They're playing the, the flash, and the flash is Donald Trump ran away with it because he won Florida. Yep. He won North yep. Carolina. He won Illinois. John Kasich is a, an interesting story. He won Ohio. I mean, that's the big win, and then Rubio dropping out. But if you play that delegate game, like I said, and, and Ted Cruz can eke out Missouri, um, then what you have is a an election that continues without Marco Rubio in it and only down by 150 delegates, 140 right. if he can win Missouri. Although, Doc, we've seen John Kasich pulling some major momentum tonight. I mean, maybe... Maybe John Kasich is the golden boy that's going to go ahead and somehow swoop so? in and somehow pick up the additional thousand <laughs> delegates he needs. <laughs> I mean, he no, only, no, he no, only has to that. win about 87% of the remaining delegates. No, no, no. He doesn't need 1,000. He needs like 1,100. <laughs> no, like he only needs to win, and I'm sure of this number, he only needs to win 104% of the remaining delegates <laughs> to capture uh, the nomination. You know, you'll know he's uh, he's right where he's supposed to be when he goes, and then it's on to so-and-so and so-and-so in Pennsylvania. Yeah! yeah. <laughs> it's on to the Mariana again yeah. <laughs> uh yeah uh by the way uh i don't know where where Kasich's going with this because we said he's not on the ballot in he's Pennsylvania, going straight so. to the white house is where he's going dog okay all right well he's yeah he's going to the convention with a deal with the godfather that might be it you might be right on that one all right we got uh, some tweets coming in uh go ahead and tweet at doc thompson show at skip lacombe at j underscore severin and uh, we'll we'll try to get to some of your tweets as well. Hey the guys, coming up triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Yes, Jay. Hey guys, real quick. Remember when, not so long ago, it seems eons ago, but remember when Heb Heb help Heb. Remember when Jeb Bush said, <clears throat> "My strategy is to." <laughs> Wait, I'm going stop to... right there! Stop, stop right there! Right. <laughs> Just the thought of Jason, just the thought of him saying, my strategy, here's what we're going to do. Okay, but his strategy was what? Who remembers? I'm going to blank the blank, but still blank the blank. I'm going to win the election. This is a family show, Jay. I know, I'm like, the blanks are here. Right? I'm going to win, my strategy is to win the election by losing the primary. And at the time, people wondered, well, what could he possibly mean by this? You know, good luck. Uh, you know, but what was discounted at the time was that he saw something we didn't. He knew something we didn't. And what he knew was that he had been taken aside figuratively, literally, and told, hang in there, you know, hang in there, booby. We love you. Just hang in there, even if you don't hang in there, even if you quit. Just like don't throw yourself in front of a train. You just be there because we'll manipulate the uh, convention such that it will be yearning for a compromised candidate, and you're at the top of our list. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a theory. It's just still the thought of Jeb and I know strategy. it's in a strategy it's, meeting about anything, especially when he's going. Okay, here's how we're going to win this thing. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to win it. Help. If you need folks, if you need some some good news tonight, because maybe an election didn't go the way you wanted, I have four words for you. No, 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 five words for you. 
I have four, five words for you. Huckabee, Christy, Heb, Santorum, Graham. These things should all make you feel real good because none of those people are going to be your president. Hey, speaking of Graham, the worst thing he could do, and I think he might do it, the worst thing Graham could do, not four, but two, uh, 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 Ted Cruz, would be to endorse him now. It might be that next September or October, if you were the general election candidate, and if you were, uh, say, Ted Cruz, you you would welcome endorsements from anybody and everybody because you're running in America for all Americans. But right now, when it's still an issue in doubt and you're going for Republican, you know, primary voters, the most evil thing he could do with a dirty smile, Lindsey Graham, John McCain et al., is to say, oh, Ted Cruz is my man. We love him. I mean, and... And people would say, "Oh, look, isn't that sweet?" And that that you shave ten points off him right there. I don't know. Lindsey Graham could help uh, Ted Cruz with that uh, latex fetish vote. <laughs> you know, the people with the latex fetish, something that's like a, that. That's a point. You know, that, that's that elusive LGBT dish STD AM and AM and FM. Do really, really well with that. I'm just saying that's a possibility there. All right, let's get to uh, some calls and some tweets. Let's go to tweets. Uh, yeah, we had a li- uh, Leonard tweeting at us. Thanks, Marco, but it's uh, two weeks too late. Good game. Now go home. And no sprinkles. Sprinkles are for winners. <laughs> uh, Al, uh, Al also tweeting at us. Kasich's home versus road record. Home 1-0. and Road 0-27. Oh, That's a good point. That home court advantage. Well, well, and again, the whole point of, well, Kasich can win Ohio. Kasich can win Ohio. That should be an automatic. I mean, it is It is so massive a failure for Rubio to have so uh, embarrassingly lost Florida. Yeah, oh, by the, he yeah, instantly bailed yeah. out of there. Kasich won yeah. Ohio. Okay. That should have That's happened not even in a win. any other cycle. Anytime before, we were going into the election in Ohio tonight, the primary, Prime thinking eh, he, he may point. not win. Dude, this is not a big. Have you seen some of the pictures from the Kasich rally too? I know the they're like confetti cannon. Do you see the confetti? Cannon? I know the confetti you want to talk cannon. about some overcompensation <laughs> with the confetti. I know there was do. a lot of confetti. Tweet He's, that he picture. Spent five cents on all of it. <laughs> it was it wasn't really a threat to his campaign finances, but he 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 had a goal was to At win Brit Ohio, Likes and that was it. Point. You're right. That's it. He has the goal, but but that's the crazy part about it. It, and I said this a week ago for both of them. It's not a victory if you win your home state. It's, it's just automatic. a eh, it should be automatic. It's a, eh, it's but auto. you can yep. lose it, which you did, Marco Rubio. That's like the SATs. You get 200 points, I believe, for putting your name on the paper. <laughs> and exactly. you, know, you get 100 so for showing up. Gets one, if someone gets 170, you sort of have to wonder. And, uh, and, and though this is not in the same category, but it's in the same kind of, you know, universe almost. Tonight, as we watch and wait for it to, to develop, guys, Missouri was not was not supposed to be this close for Ted Cruz. No. I mean, I, you know, when I say supposed to, who knows what that means? What I, what I mean by it is, according Ooh. to the Cruz expectations and the expectations they were putting out, from their campaign, you know, I know they uh-huh. were counting on Missouri. 
All right. And by the way, we, we I'm sorry. We do have an update go ahead. from sorry. Missouri no, now, too. Uh, 59% reporting. Ted Cruz leads Donald Trump by one-tenth of a point. Whoa. One-tenth of a point. Let me well, say this again. The it's coming down to Missouri Prince. tonight. It's 59% reporting. Ted Cruz leads Donald Trump 41.7% to Donald Trump's 41.6%. Guys, today at midday, Eastern Time, a national report read from a letter from the senior member of the Standing Rules Committee of the Republican National Committee. And that letter, which went to all official members of the Republican National Committee, of which there are hundreds, I suppose, but this was from the big wig of the Standing Rules Committee. Now, parenthetically, let me quickly add, there are, this has been misunderstood by almost everybody. There are no rules, including delegates are committed to vote for their you know, candidate who won them, quote-unquote, on the first ballot. Every convention has rules which expire the moment the gavel is struck and that convention expires. There are no rules right now governing the 2016 Republican convention. In next month, in a few weeks, the Republican uh, leaders, the rhinos, will meet and set the rules, which doesn't really greatly matter because they could change them any time they want. They could change them at breakfast the morning of the convention. They can call for a break in the convention with a hit of the gavel. They can go to lunch, do a couple shots, change the rules, you know, before the afternoon schedule. Doesn't matter. And right now, the leader, I'm sorry, the senior member of the Standing Rules Committee put in a letter, according to a national report, that delegate, first ballot, loyalty, bond, uh-uh, no such thing exists or is likely to. Think about what that means if he's right. All right, get back to uh, some tweets. It's at Doc Thompson Show, at Skip Lacombe, at J underscore Severn. If you want to follow us, just tweet at us and... We'll get some of your tweets. You can also go at Brit Likes Limes because she's spinning the dials radio style in New York. For yeah, I do a picture oh, of a John Kasich with a crazy confetti cannon in, uh, in Ohio. And uh, we had DM and DM tweeting, Kasich has cannon envy. <laughs> it, uh... You said it best, though. It is truly overcompensation. You're way too excited about this, Kasich. Seriously, this is... This is unnecessary. Overcompensation has been the the theme of this race. <laughs> like Donald Trump has not stopped talking about himself. His Wait, name's so on I, everything. I think that's a sign Brittany, of how small his are hands are. Are you talking about the size of his hands? I'm talking about the size of his hands. Yes, I, Brittany, that is brilliant. You're right. This is the overcompensation election. Absolutely. Even Hillary overcompensating. Especially well, I mean, Hillary. And yeah. with, with Donald Trump's tiny little hands, too. He had to mention the whole thing about... Have you ever noticed it, how large Hillary's hands are? Mm. Oh, but I tweeted, too, mm. earlier, too. There was a picture that had uh, Donald Trump and uh, 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 Chris Christie in it, too. And, dude, you would not believe how tiny his hands look next to Chris Christie. <laughs> I mean, it's, it is striking. Everything looks tiny well, next to Chris Christie. I know. Christie. It's almost unfair. But, yeah, dude, I mean, Donald Trump's tiny little baby hands next to Chris Christie's fat gut. Why, why do you think Richard Simmons is hanging out with Chris Christie? He says to get him to lose weight. I think he just wants to look even smaller. I think so. I think you're right. look tiny. I was looking at Hillary's 
uh, uh, Bwatux, but it turned out just to be a full eclipse of the sun. <laughs> uh, tweets are coming in, too. Use that hashtag, what I learned today, too, to help us find them, too. Indiana J tweeting at us. Rubio had to get slapped up the face to finally wake up, which is right. I mean, even looking at the polls going in there, there was no chance that Rubio had had a, a, any chance to even even do anything in Florida. Yet he still stayed in. It didn't. It didn't matter until he sees on CNN a little uh, check mark or star next to Trump names in the projection that. that he was going to. Guys, you the and I were talking about this on, you know, several days before the fact, 30. and we shared with our audiences the stark choice he faced was, you know, stay in and go for it, or, you know, quit and try to live to fight another day or year. And someone advised him, or he decided, stay in. Whoever that person is, we need to know who they are. Because I need to, if they start a business, a restaurant, I can't go there. Because they obviously make bad choices. I don't want to hire them. I don't want them to be my insurance agent. I certainly don't run and running a campaign. I don't want it. We need names. Names! Who told you to stay in, Rubio? This special presentation continues next on the Blaze Radio Network. This is a special presentation from the Blaze Radio Network. It's Doc Thompson along with Skip Lacombe and Jay Severin with our primary coverage for this Tuesday, March 15th, the Ides of March 2016. Uh, We've got an update on Missouri, and folks, this is going to be a really important state on the day. This may end up being the important state today. This is a uh, winner-take-all state. Uh, 75% reporting Donald Trump has retaken the lead, leads Ted Cruz by just three-tenths of a percentage point. He leads 41.5 to Ted Cruz is 41.2. I know we've had some some concern over some of these states, too, whether or not they were winner-take-all or... um, But uh, I'm showing now, on, on the CNN side at least, they're calling this a hybrid state, which is the only state I've seen listed... As hybrid, is that a winner take majority? Is what they mean? I just I, I don't know. A, yeah, like okay. I, said, I just I don't know. I'm I not. have either winner take all or proportional. The proportional can be which I've seen for most of them. Right. I don't know if what the hybrid means that it's part winner take all and the other past proportional. Some which are, seems are silly. So, some are proportional where it's winner take most, not more, but most. Mm. Um, so I don't know how they break it down, and I think that's uh, left up to each state. But we do know that Missouri is still a. Winner take all at this point. So, um, yeah. All right, let's get some uh, calls. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three eight 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 nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Let's start off in California with Robert. You're on the Blaze Radio Network. How are you, Rob? Hey, doing excellent. How are you guys? Doing well, sir. Robert. I love your show. Thank you. Uh, you had a caller on, I believe, by the name of Susan, that made a comment about uh, basically the breakdown of society and i wanted to agree with her on that point a 20 years ago a bernie sanders could have never come on the scene and now you have a bernie sanders actually gaining a lot of traction against a liar who is also gaining a lot of traction robert may i quickly just parenthetically disagree with respect yes we did his name was george mcgovern 
He lost 90, okay. you know, he lost two, what, 48 states to one or uh-huh. 49 states to one or 48 states to two. So there has been, under a different label, a, you know, Marxist before, a lot of them actually. But, Woodrow you know, Wilson. McGovern was like that. But you're right. He's not a phenomenon like Sanders. No, and that's what worries me. It's it's you're getting more of the, uh, we call it OCS, the only child syndrome. When it's you know, what can you do for me? <laughs> Give me, 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 me. <laughs> when it's you know, we should be looking out for each other. I'll give you that. I think you're right. Um, we've had it at times. Go back through history, as Jay said. We've had some people that have been more obvious socialists, maybe not by the same terminology, but more obvious that have not gotten elected and some that have gotten elected. The progressive movement, Woodrow Wilson, I'm sure you know well about. Um, yes. It, it, it comes yeah, and goes. Right. There's ebbs and flows. But I submit to you, pain is the great equalizer, and that's the reason I have high hopes, that, that actual pain is going to make people realize what's going on. Well, and yeah, Robert, this, if, you, if, you, if you don't mind, let me ask, how old are you? Uh, 42. 42, okay. Because from my perspective, too, I had <clears throat> um, originally agreed with you, too, that we haven't really seen a whole lot of this before now. Now, is it more because of the actual metrics or optics of Bernie actually owning that label as a quote-unquote socialist or democratic socialist as he has been laying out? That could possibly be because he's very open about it. Seeing that, yeah. Whereas Hillary Clinton is pretty much on the same lines as Bernie Sanders, but she doesn't really say it. She's in the closet is what you're saying. (laughs) Fat liar, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you know, that's that what I'm talking that about. That would hit home for Robert. That was it right there. That's the one. Yep. Robert, thanks so much, buddy. Appreciate the comments tonight. We'll get some more calls. Yeah, one triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three is the phone number if you want to comment. Let's go now to Texas and Summy. Summy, you're on the Blaze Radio Network. How are you, man? Summy of uh, all parts. Yeah. Oh, by the way, congratulations in order for uh for doing what amounts to taking out the garbage when asked. No, you're you know what you're but it, on the day, yeah, he ended up doing well for Cruz, though, because he kept Trump from getting those 66 delegates on a day that he was running away with it. So maybe maybe okay. Kasich kept out a little, huh? Well, that's not why I called anyway. Um, yeah, uh, just a hypothetical, you know, he ha- Trump has a crowd that has shown that they're willing to act out. Say he goes all the way to become president, and uh, many of them act out in a big way. What's Trump going to do then? Will will he uh, say anything, do anything, or will he likely say, I'm too busy, i got other things to worry about? Well, how about I would uh, submit this. Let's say Trump gets elected, and all of that crap he said he's going to do, um, I don't think he can do it. Well, first of all, he has to worry about that Congress. you, you got to remember that all those presidential candidates, oh, I'm going to yeah. do this and that. they got to <laughs> worry about that Congress thing. So unless you have a wave of support with you, you know, that you get not only your party, but then a lot of ideologically similar people in your party to go along with where you can do stuff, i.e. Obama in 2008, um, you're not going to be able to do any of this stuff. And Trump is so avant-garde, he's already alienated half, half of his, his party. So he gets in there, and he's promised these people that he's going to do it different. He's, gonna, he's the everyman who feels their pain and so on and so forth. And, and they have fought that hard, willing to actually fight physically for him. Don't you think they're going to turn on him in the same passionate way that they were with him, maybe even more so? 
Yeah, but they're probably going to be doing that out in the streets, won't they? Well, I mean, that, there are times people have marched on the castle. You see what I'm saying? I'm not saying I want it, but I wouldn't want to be the one that incites the, a crowd like that that gets them all ginned up uh, with you know uh, promises of, of of money and grandeur and things are going to be different ever, and then not deliver because if they're that hopped up for you. They're going to be that hopped up or more against you. And I don't right. feel like Peasants we're that far away from that at this point. Right. Get the yeah, oil. You know, get the pitchforks. Get the torches. Yeah, I grew up in the D.C. area, and I'm glad I am far away from that area now. I understand. It is. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Doc, John Adams was said to have, at the moment of his death, sat bolt upright in bed and said, Jefferson lives. Yes. They had been best friends. They were alienated, and then the such is said to have happened. Jefferson lives and dropped dead. I want you to know, parenthetically here, that I will always remember that you you, you have said here that Trump was avant-garde. I, I, that's, I mean, that's, I think that's worth saying and then dropping dead. So I, I, I think history ought to record that Doc Thompson said on this night that Trump was, was I thought you were going to say that on this night, Marco Rubio sat up during his concession speech and said, John Kasich lives and then... His campaign keeled over in Florida. <laughs> hey, guys, how about we consider, I know, like, uh, since we're talking about a pox be upon you, you know, like, <laughs> I'm going to show you the crucifix here, you know, and a clove of garlic, clove of garlic. But how about the Democrats? Can I mention real quick there, you know, there, there are other, you know, primaries going on with the Democrats and the question as we entered this evening was, can BS, Bernie Sanders, win a couple of big ones tonight and theoretically stay in this? Um, Hillary is very likely when, you know, I mean, she looks like she's going to win Florida, North Carolina, and all these, some of these, all of these have been decided. I haven't been paying attention. But th- there, there is a demographic resemblance to Michigan in some of the states tonight where Sanders came back from 30 points to beat Hillary. So I'm, I'm just saying, and I, I typed these notes hours ago, but saying maybe, maybe. But Hillary has been not exactly doing the cha-cha so well. As you know, uh, she said within the last 24, 36 hours, I'm so proud of Libya. We didn't lose a single person, indicating that Benghazi obviously remains heavy on her mind uh it's it, you know so there are enough boners emanating from the clinton campaign that she's still not you know got the swing of this but the whole thing is the super delegates i mean hillary leads bernie before tonight's results by fewer than 200 delegates now here we are talking about trump and cruz right and it's maybe before tonight 100 you know 90 or 100 delegates Hillary Clinton leads Bernie before tonight's results by fewer than 200 delegates, but that doesn't include the super delegates. So I might as well be saying if my grandmother had wheels, she'd be my bicycle, you know, right. because there are the super delegates and they were created, designed, choreographed, engineered 
to crush any insurgent. Absolutely, and that's, and that's the point. Uh, by the way, uh, I'm, I wouldn't be shocked if we end up with a brokered convention for the Republicans and Bernie Sanders ends up the nominee. Um, I wouldn't. Uh, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry, for the, for, for the Republicans? Why not at this point? I mean, look at all the other people they've considered, right? So you mean Donald Trump will be the nominee? <laughs> no, the brokered, yeah. Uh, breaking, I uh, just got some breaking news alert. House Speaker Paul Ryan refuses to rule out accepting GOP nomination at convention. Oh, man, you know that. Wow. Well, hold on. Oh, hold on. I have the vapors. Wait. Oh, geez. I can't believe it. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. Paul Ryan refuses to rule that out. Folks, the fix is in. I'm telling you one way or another. There's something coming down. I don't know what the other shoe is. Project 1236. They've got their list. Or, or, or as I said earlier, too, folks, we are witnessing the death of the GOP. The Grand Old Party, as you know it, is no longer around. I mean, they're the way of the wigs. Skip at this point. is before his time. We're witnessing the autopsy of the Republican <laughs> Party. One triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three is the phone number. If you want to comment, I want to get a couple quick calls in here too. In North Carolina, Mark, you're on the Blaze Radio Network. How are you, Mark? M Dog. Hey, hey, I'm doing great. Hey Hi. guys, thanks for taking thanks for taking my call. Thanks hey, for the listen. call. That, oh, no no problem at all. Listen, I'm, I'm a truck driver, and I listen to y'all's repeats late at night. Oh, thank um, you, I listen to I listen to Guru Jay, and, you know, holy cow. But um, <laughs> Holy cow. Say, Mark, and you can listen to my repeats live. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I would like to. I, I've wanted to call in so many times. But let me tell you, I've talked to y'all once before. I called a few weeks back. It was the first time I ever called. And I, I told y'all that I was just so tired of holding my nose and people telling me who to vote for um but my you know my question is on on the 1236 debacle that we're talking about you know now that rubio is out of the game and I'm, my question is how many delegates are up for choice after this super tuesday no matter who wins what you know how many delegates are left because i really think that a lot of rubio's supporters are going to go to Cruz. And um, I can't I can't see no more than 15 percent of Rubio supporters transferring over to Cruz. I think that they would all I mean, going to excuse me, 15 percent going to Trump. I think that 85 percent of those would go to uh, Ted Cruz. And, you know, how many delegates are left? Still uh, about on a, the field? There's, there's still about a thousand left. Um, there's still, well, I think it's maybe just over a thousand. Right. And, and that being said, you know, you, you go into the percentage of, uh, well, how much percentage is Cruz going to be able to take and how much is, you know, is, is Trump going to be able to take cases, I think is a lost cause. You know, I mean, what, if he takes six or 7%, it's not really going to matter that much, you know? Um, but I think it's coming down to a two man race. And I really do think that, with Rubio stepping out, I think he should have. St- if Rubio would have stepped out earlier, it would have been a much more honorable thing for him, rather than look to to have to face to lose his state. You know. Well, but and, when you say and, honorable, I don't. I don't have a problem with a person saying I'm in this to win it. I don't. I don't care about playing politics or whatever. There, there's a certain nobility in that, but there's also no, there's, a stupidity in the fact that you would say I have no chance of winning this, but I have a chance of losing. I can't win. This is, this is the – years ago, I was in Vegas. I go up to a roulette wheel, and a guy puts down $100 on red and $100 on black. And the dealer goes, sir, you can't 
possibly win? And the guy goes, da! And they spin the wheel, and it hits red, and the dealer looks at him and picks up his chip off of black, puts it on red, and the guy takes it off for the next spin and does the same thing. Well, there are two green spaces on there, so you can lose it. And sure enough, he did this for about 10 rolls or spins, and the guy keeps trying to tell him, and eventually it hits green, and he swipes it, and the guy snaps his fingers and walks away. You can't win, but you can lose, and that's the stupidity of Marco Rubio. Well, and that's 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 the ironic thing about it is that, you know, if if Rubio was really so much for the conservative cause, if you're really for America and conservative cause, and you really are for hey, let's take Trump out, then I think that he should have stepped out a lot earlier, seeing that there's no path to the nomination, and and if you really are for America, why didn't you step out earlier? And why don't you just go ahead and let's let's make this thing happen, and you know uh, rather than make it such a struggle here at the end, that's that's just my point on it. You know. All right, thanks so much for the comments. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much for joining us again. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Some tweets coming in at Doc Thompson Show at Skip Lacombe and at J underscore Severin. Uh, Snark Bar tweeted at Doc Thompson Show in response to Paul Ryan's breaking news that he uh, refuses to rule out accepting the GOP nomination at the convention. He uh, tweeted, ah, I'm also personally refusing to not to rule out being emperor of Jupiter. So I mean, it could happen. <laughs> I mean, again, unlikely, but I mean, it, it definitely could happen. A Medium also tweeting as Trump is still in by a hair in Missouri, a long winding combed over hair. <laughs> let me give you let me give you those numbers while uh, Skip checks out some more tweets. Um here's where we're at. It's this is coming down to Missouri and it, it, yeah, it's really close but Cruz might be running out of room here. Um 86.4% reporting Donald Trump has opened up his lead just a bit by 4 tenths of a percentage points uh point, but the problem is they're running out of room of precincts for Cruz to mount some sort of catch up four tenths of a percentage points, which this point is about uh, four thousand votes. So it's winner take all. Right. And and that's the problem with (laughs) it for Cruz. This one's the winner take all. So um, it should not be. That is not good news. I mean, anything can happen. But I could tell you from. Well, it's not. We know this. It's not good news. For Ted Cruz, wherever you stand, he was expected. This was a sort of a bellwether state. This was a linchpin state for uh, Cruz. Not as much as Texas, God knows, or something like that. But he was really counting on this. And that it's this close, even if he ends up winning, is still a barometer of real kind of red zone, you know? No, you're right. Here's here's the if he ends up he being Ted Cruz ends up losing Missouri tonight. Bad. Ted Cruz's greatest victories on the day are John Kasich in Ohio and Marco Rubio dropping out of the race. There it is. And, that, those are his victories what, today. And and again, uh, I I know I'm harping and I I won't I'll ask for forgiveness, but I won't apologize. (laughs) And that is, in the end, the leaders of the Republican Party disdain Cruz even more than Trump. So it's not like, 
Oh, God, great. We're finished with Trump, so we can embrace Cruz. Right. They have no intention, if it's within their Mm -hmm. reasonable power, of permitting either Donald Trump or Cruz to have this nomination. And the the Ryan thing is no joke that you reported. You know, as you know, Mm -hmm. they have a list of people that they're going to try to insinuate, parachute, into this at the convention, that's really for certain by God as so far as I know it by experience and instinct. I don't mean it'll happen. I just mean, you know, that, that, that these are very plausible scenarios. And Paul Ryan is definitely on that short list. So, Jay, what we're talking about here for Ted Cruz, his pathway to victory, um, which is obviously that window or the the possible path to victory or narrowing, his pathway to victory is, now that Marco Rubio is out, to get some wins and get the nomination as quickly as possible before the convention. He has to, because if it goes to the convention, where, you know, if it's, you know, nobody gets the 1237, he's not going to get it. It'll be out. Well, I, the people who work with you and Skip, I'm told, you've got wind. Something fierce. But that we're talking about a different kind of wind here, I presume. Yes, that's something And yeah. the, uh, the fact is that, the, again, they will not allow, if the RNC leadership has the call, they will not allow Trump or Cruz to have the nomination. So Ted Cruz's, in answer to your astute question, Ted Cruz's, only path to victory is victory. It's like Spartacus, you know, <laughs> pardon me, they're cornered and the only way out when Spartacus makes his speech, the only way out is to fight their way out, you know, through the, the belly of the Roman army. They, that's it. <clears throat> they have to fight their way through or they perish. Well, Ted Cruz must win. And that even then, guys, if Ted Cruz somehow wins 1237, by July, even then, that doesn't mean that the RNC, in a dastardly fashion, is not going to try and deprive him of the nomination. They sure. will. But but the only hope he has is to arrive in Cleveland with 1237, because he has no hope of winning a brokered convention, and, and neither yeah. does Trump. And by the way, if he has 1237, just 1237 or 1238, you don't think the powers that be are going to be working behind the scenes to try to convince a a few of those delegates, right? Or direct them to, well, that one was unbound and whatever. They're going to play anybody know a delegate. I mean, God bless them, but it's their life. Delegates are empty nesters. They are older Americans. And again, God bless them for being involved. But. If you're a delegate to your county convention, never mind state convention, and are you kidding me, national convention? You get that by being uh, a, 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 an unbelievably hard worker for 20 years as a volunteer, or your husband or wife is a prominent member of the community who gives a lot of money to the party. And this is it. This is a big part of your life. And when your county or state or national organizer comes to you on the floor and says here's how you're voting on the first round but but i was won by shut up here's how we're voting on the first round that's it yep that's it so uh, he 
he he has to win soundly in obvious fashion, and still they may take it from him. But that's his yes. best chance. All but right, that's uh, his, gonna... only, his only chance of victory is victory. That's it. That's so it looks like Paul Ryan's going to be your nominee, folks. I said that <laughs> I, my my head will explode. My head will absolutely explode. I think I may take. Trump. No, it could be. Mitt. I think it may take Trump. <laughs> the only one worse than a Paul Ryan at this point would be like, all right, we uh, we pulled out Eric Cantor will be the nominee for me personally. Eric yes, or it could be Kasich. Kasich, that's pretty bad too. Wow, you guys are hitting me with all of them here. All right, we're, really? I get some more calls, and uh, we're still could waiting to get Madonna. the final on Missouri here. Uh, it's coming down to the wire. In the next few minutes, we should have your your winner out of Missouri. But right now, there's just four so tenths of a percentage point separating Donald Trump and Ted Cruz. But Donald is up, again, four tenths of a percentage point with 82% of the precincts reporting in Missouri. More coming up. Get those tweets at Doc Thompson Show. And please follow me if you would at Skip Lacombe and follow him and at J underscore Severin, but don't follow him. <laughs> Doc Thompson, no, Skip Lacombe on the Blaze Radio Network. <laughs> You're listening to a special presentation from the Blaze Radio Network. Okay, uh, Doc Thompson, Skip Lacombe, Jay Severin anchoring coverage here on the Blaze Radio Network of all the uh, primaries today. Uh, we'll run down uh, what has happened so far and then get to some of your calls. want to give you the latest information. Um, 89.1% of the precincts reporting in the state of Missouri, which is a winner-take-all delegate state. And unfortunately at this point, Donald Trump <laughs> is slightly ahead of Ted Cruz, 41.3% to 409 so still four tenths of a percent uh, of a percentage point. Yes. Unless I'm misreading this, and I probably am. Forgive me, but I think that that Fox at least is reporting Trump's margin as substantially more at this point. Though I I can't. Let me see. For Missouri, I can't say at the moment. So I'm sorry. I, I no, no. I'm uh, I'm getting this. Uh, no, I'm getting this from a couple sites at this point. Um, and and we're real close to the end of this because, like I said, we've got ninety percent roughly reporting. Yes, yeah, right. CNN's calling ninety nine percent. Are they? And what are they saying? Wow. Are, are they calling the race now? Forty one point three to forty point nine. So that same four okay, tenths. So of that's, okay, so that's. I'm sorry. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah it's just a greater uh, percentage. Uh, Although with that, too, that's still only about 3,000 votes based off of the count. Too. Hey, listen, um, they, I'm sure they could find him in the trunk of a car somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, well, and, and, too, and sometimes, too, I mean, absentee ballots are counted sometimes after the fact and well, too. So that's I mean, who a, that's, knows? Yeah, that's pretty close. It's still enough that you could you could see something tip over. We'll keep you updated. But let me give you a quick rundown in case you... Uh, uh, we're at work or something tonight, didn't hear. Donald Trump won the state of Florida over Marco Rubio coming in second. A sizable lead there. Uh, Donald Trump beating Ted Cruz in North Carolina by about uh, four per, uh, percentage points. 
That is a proportionate delegate state. So Donald Trump will get 27 delegates. Ted Cruz will get 24. The Florida was a winner-take-all. John Kasich in the winner-take-all state of Ohio gets all 66 for coming in first. Donald Trump came in second, but womp, 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 won't get any delegates. In (laughs) Illinois, which is a uh, proportionate uh, delegate state, Donald Trump won 39.1 to Ted Cruz's 30.5. He'll get at least 24 of the 69 delegates, probably a few more. Ted Cruz will probably get about 15 to 20 less. So now this is all. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, the Northern Marianas Islands. Yeah, please. Oh, oh, there it is. I, mean, I wasn't going to call Mariana you out on Islands. it. But. Yeah, uh, they uh, have nine winner-take-all delegates that go to Donald Trump. <laughs> And we're still waiting on Missouri. Now to your phone calls. One triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three is the blaze the phone line. Number. The blaze line. It is the blaze line in Florida. Yeah, Miguel, on, you're on the Blaze Radio Network. What's up, Miguel? Hey guys, good evening. Uh, thank you Dude. for taking my call. First, How's it going? I, I really want to excuse if my speech is a little slurred because I was at a watch party. By myself, <laughs> here in Florida. It's it's okay, Miguel. My speech is also a little slurred, so you know at least we're over friends. Here. In case you haven't noticed, yeah. I know, guys, but uh, uh, I, I was uh, I was hoping for a mir- by a, for a miracle, and I think it did happen. Um, I didn't think that Rubio was gonna drop out and uh, um, you know did what he did tonight. He, he should have done done it earlier. Um, you know, if you look at the uh, votes that he got, I don't know how many of those were, uh, you know, early votes. But if you added what uh, votes that he got with what Cruz got, he easily would have been, uh, uh, you know, Mr. Mr. Trump for, you know, by a lot. Uh, they were talking that, that up a lot, man. They were that they the Rubio campaign was just as you as we all know. They were talking up mega max. The notion that wait, do you see these absentee votes? You know, where they're they're for us. Well, right. So, but you know what? I think that you know from here on it's going to be a dead heat. I I'm still supporting Trump. Not Trump. I'm sorry. You see, I, I had a couple of beers and I don't know what I'm talking about. But I'm still supporting <laughs> Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz. Only a couple. Uh, my guy, and uh, uh, you know, I think he still get, has a chance. I'm I'm going to support him until the end and. You know, there was another thing that I noticed when I went to uh, to my polling place today. Um, a lot of people are, you know, very uh, low, you know, very misinformed. There were at least four people that were registered Democrats, and when they looked at their ballot, they were they were looking for I, what I would guess was Ted Cruz or anybody else, but but uh, Hillary Clinton or or Bernie Sanders, and they were confused because they were registered Democrats and they thought that they could vote for anybody else but them too. And, and unfortunately, they couldn't do anything because uh, because they didn't change their their uh, party affiliation within the uh, time allotted. So, you know, uh, we, we feel you. We feel you. We see the uh, t- television shows, for instance, mm-hmm. that go out and have photographs. They go out on the street and they ask, generally speaking, college kids and kids of you know people of that age they show them a picture of like the president of the united states or the vice president (laughs) or you know one of the major candidates hillary trump and they show them the picture and they go uh that's a that's a rapper i know the name i just can't think of it you know i mean 
And that's your that vote. That is so sad. That's your vote. That is so sad. Yeah. That is so sad. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, sometimes I think of me as, a, as an immigrant, I, I moved uh, from Colombia about 34 years ago. And, you know, it seems like I know more about history from this country than... Oh, I wouldn't doubt that. that. You know, we're born I here. think you I, do. I think you probably do. You want to know why? And, and by the way, thank you so much for the call. Um, thank I think you. the reason you do is because you you were passionate in order to come yes. here. You had yes. to do it. I mean, when you're born into it, you didn't earn it. Someone earned it for you. And there's take the it difference. Take for granted. That's it. When, when you earn it yourself, you are less likely to take it for granted. Uh, let's go back to the phones now. One triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Still got some time for 952. a few more calls. Too. Yeah, in the District of Columbia, Juan, you are on the Blaze Radio Network. What's up, Juan? I just want to let you know, I drove down to North Carolina. I snuck in a Trump watch party, <laughs> and the big secret is the big secret is the VP is going to be between Joe Pesci and Caitlyn Jenner. <laughs> So you guys, you guys, just, you guys, you guys, keep that on the low. Keep that on the low. Also, also, I, also, I hear, I hear that Kim Kardashian will run as an independent and will twerk in Iran, and she will win the presidency. But Donald Trump will be the VP. There, there's a lot of ways this wins. Hey guys, could you guys just follow me with something? The American people, just listen to me. If we elect Donald Trump, he will be the first president that ever got a stone cold stutter from Stone Cold Steve Austin. I mean, let's just, this guy was was in wrestling. Look, Ted Cruz, I, I pray for him. We, you know, we all. But Ted Cruz, I love you, man. I'm going home. I'm framing the Constitution because we might never see it again. Because wow. you, you were the man to bring it back. You were the man to bring it back. And Rubio, my wife said, he looks like a boyfriend but not a husband. And I was done with him when she said that. I have no idea what that means, but I'm the husband. So I'm better than you. So I love love the show. I want you guys to spread the word. Joe Pesci, Caitlyn Jenner. Okay? I just want to let you guys. Hey, and Glenn, Glenn, if you ever got to go back to drinking, do it after after Trump becomes president, Don't, because there's, it's still not happening yet. So just just wait, because I know I know jobs, when Glenn stop. drives by a liquor store, he's like Trump. Why, you guys you have a good awesome, night, man. man. Thanks, buddy. God bless you. That's awesome. Thanks so much. Fun. Yeah, Wix had a tweet come in too. As uh, there was some. Uh, I'll say confusion over the the difference between the proportional and the winner-take-all states. We had Jonathan tweeting at us, in Missouri, if nobody gets 50% of the vote, it becomes a proportionate um, uh, a state. So there may be a 50% threshold for Missouri. Okay, so that's yeah. the hybrid, because the reports I had, it was winner-take-all. Yeah, and again, I, I'm not saying that's necessarily the case. I'd yeah, but you been, also saw hybrid, so it could yeah. be. So, I mean, at the, hybrid and, states and, and, are generally those that set a floor... Of you know you must reach at least X percent of the vote in order to qualify for anything. Ooh, which and at least though. according to this tweet was fifty percent too. Which it neither does, does neither, not neither one will they won't. It's there's I've got now ninety one point five percent of the precincts in, and Cruz and Trump are now separated by two tenths of a percentage point. Trump I see is the same thing two. with what's That's reported so, ninety nine. Yeah, so. so I don't think there's any way they could reach fifty percent no, at this point. Either sure. one of them. Um, but, I'm a Ted uh, guy, but guys, yeah. can we agree on something or not? What's or is it just me being Please. hypercritical of my own, which is, you know, a fairly 
neurotic, uh, you know, Fairly? practice that that, that he le- needs to learn suffer. how to say the Ayatollah Khomeini. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, when when you say we're, you know, when Donald Trump appears, it's like telling a six-year-old, "We're going to the circus this afternoon." And when when Ted speaks, it's still like you're telling the same six-year-old, "We're going to a really good Presbyterian sermon on sin." And you know, I know the latter is more edifying to the human soul than the the former but you don't get very excited about it as a six-year-old you know or an you know jay and there's that quotient that seems to me when ted speaks that that excitement that electricity i know he's a genius but unless you're selling me i i i think it's a weakness Jay, you are absolutely right. Obama has both. He he has both the excitement as well as yep. the the intelligence. Charisma. Ronald charisma. Ronald Reagan had that. I I submit that that uh, Bill Clinton had that as well. Bill Clinton, yes, absolutely. Um, I look at this. This is the reason you have dinner and then you have the chocolate cake. You get that substance or whatever. Then you have a little fun, something exciting, whatever. Exactly. You do what you got to do. Do the hard work. Nothing wrong with having a little bit of fun. Ted is brilliant. Love the man. He needs some uh, hipper clothes. He needs to drop 15 pounds, get a new hairdo, <laughs> and like you said, bring a little zing to it. Have a little bit of fun, you know? I, I, I think him. Pink Floyd probably said it best. If, uh, if you don't eat your meat, you're not getting any pudding. I mean, how can you get any pudding <laughs> if you don't eat your meat? <laughs> I love him, but every time I hear him, and maybe this is because I've been in the business and I, I wince, you know, because I say, oh, I do this, that differently. I'm hypercritical. But whenever I hear my guy speak, and I'm sure I'm hypercritical, I think to myself, this ought to be a carnival. This ought to be, there's got to be an EQ, an entertainment quotient here. And meanwhile, every time Ted speaks, it's like the Oliver Wendell Holmes annual <laughs> Harvard Law School speech, alumni speech on the exciting intricacies of the evolution of law in real estate. You know, I, I, I'm sorry. I... Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's it. Uh, get those tweets speaking. in uh, at Doc Thompson Show at Skip Lacombe. We'll uh, go through some of the tweets here. Uh, yeah, we had uh, Ben Ghazi tweeting out, if Missouri is not winner-take-all, winner gets 12 more than others, but then is proportional. So we're getting lots of conflicting information. Okay, which, yeah, okay give know. me that again, what they claim. That Missouri is not winner-take-all. The winner will get 12 more than the others. Okay, but that's that winner-take-most. That's the, that's the yeah, winner-take-most scenario matter. where you get a big chunk up front or whatever, yeah. Does it matter, guys? It, unless you can chalk it up as doesn't Cruz and I don't care whether I'm for him, you're for him, anything. Just look at the maths here. You know, does look at the headlines. Doesn't he need to say something? Doesn't he need some headline that's Trump that says, or I mean uh, Cruz? That, yeah, Cruz crushes somewhere. Um. Yeah. I mean, that would certainly help him there. Um. For for a lot of the voters, if you're looking for some sort of momentum or to stop Trump's momentum. But here's well, what I do. Well, let me, you're an editor. What's okay. tomorrow's headline? <clears throat> the headline is Trump cleans up. I mean, he kicked ass or whatever. I mean, that's that's it. He blew it. He, everybody else is done. That's what it is. It'll, it'll be Trump and Hillary are your nominees. I mean, that's where you run with. 
But if your let me ask you this: if your Cruz's campaign, what do you say tomorrow? Because, like I said, we're we're doing the numbers here, and because of Ohio, that helped K uh, um, six win in Ohio helped Cruz out a whole lot. Um, this was not a disaster for Cruz because of some of no. those proportionate no. states or whatever. So he no. will end up at worst down an additional 150 or so votes with still a lot of real estate out there for them to grab. So if I'm Cruz's campaign with Rubio out of the way, I need a reset moment. I need some lightning in a bottle to uncork yes. that bitch tomorrow and say, here's what we're doing and do the delegate count. I think I come out with some sort of giant tote board with delegate counts or whatever and say, this is what's, you know, this is what's really going on out there. Or And maybe the headline with the polls that show that head-to-head with uh, Trump, he beats him. Something like that, Jay? I mean, do you, do you got a stunt uh, up your sleeve? I, I, it should include nipples. I like it. You got me so far. I like you know, where you're going with this. It's family, see? but it's still a family show, guys. See? That's why I'm a professional. That's you know, right. it has to include the word nipples. <laughs> I like family it. show, Jay. Family show. I know. I know. I'm not going to go. Uh, B is warning me. Yes, I know, it's the Manson I, family show. Please continue, Jay. You know, no, it's Trump. It's Trump Tourette's. I mean, that's why Trump is winning, actually. He has a form of Tourette's, but it's Trump's Tourette's now being recorded in medical journals. And he stands up there and all of a sudden, whatever's in his mind, he stands up and says, nipples, buttocks, uh, balls, uh, Chinese trade deficit. You know, and he just hopes that one of them hits. You know, and it's like Trumpets. It's not Tourette's, it's Trumpets. yes. Exactly. And I don't know. How do you compete with that? Because how do you compete for the, you know, the 8, 12, 14 seconds that the uh, guys present on the evening news? And as long as Trump okay. is up there being outrageous, is there, we don't is care there, anymore. It's twerking, da-da. You're right. But, okay, so here's your options then if you're if you're a Cruz. Uh, you, you've got to either play his game, which you can't because you'll right. probably get slaughtered and he's not a natural at anyways. Right. Um, right. so you either do that, you ignore him and do your own thing, which again, you need something. You got to do something for something sensational. How about this? Yep. Skip and I have a saying, if you can't fix it, then feature it. He can't fix that. He can't battle Donald Trump. So why not come out and say that? Why not come out and go, listen, I can't battle him on all of that stuff you just mentioned, Jay. I can't do this or whatever. But here's the reality. You need someone to be president. Who's going to be president? And, I mean, can you then start going back into your narrative? Does that work? I think that's very intriguing. But you're you still need something possessed. Right, you guys. You, he has to do something different. And, you know, so far, whatever it is, isn't working. I mean, these, like, you, you X percent of X percent in Missouri tonight, forget it. He needs headlines. He needs Mo, and he doesn't have it. And, you know, Trump is winning with his act. And, and, and Ted is a genius, and this is underscoring the difference, as you know, between governing and politicking. You know, Trump's a brilliant politician. Ted isn't. Ted might be brilliant at governing, but we may never know because the genius politicking of Trump may prevent us from ever knowing. 
All right, uh, now we got 92.6% in reporting in Missouri. Donald Trump leads Ted Cruz 41.2 to 40.9, which is a three-tenths of a percentage swing. How about this? And maybe I don't have the perfect idea if you were trying to do something for Ted Cruz that would show what a good candidate you are, highlight your attributes, highlight that Donald Trump is just the circus clown, that type of thing. Tongue, buttocks, nuts. Chinese trade Mexican wall. Right. Sorry. You know what you need, Jay? How about satire? Satire is often a uh, a smart comedy, can be if you do it right. If he did right. something satirical, but it, it has to be right. It has to play well for Ted Cruz. It has to make sense for his character, his right. image. But if it did, if you came up with something satirical and then people are like, what the hell? And then you're like, you see how ridiculous. For example... If he came out and said, you know what, I will, I'll just pack it in, Donald. I'll pack it in today if you can best me in a steel cage match. We hold it at Madison Square Garden, whatever. Something really just bizarre off. People are like, what the hell? And then when they start saying that, Cruz goes, yeah, it's pretty stupid, isn't it? But that's what you've all been suckered into for the last six months. Skip, wouldn't you agree with me that it's somewhere between that point that Doc just describes and just coming out with a meat cleaver and burying it between Trump's shoulder blades? I mean, yes, realistically, absolutely. I mean, that is the point at which this entire campaign has gotten to. It's devolved into a place that none of this, literally none of this would be surprising anymore. Like, honestly, it would not be the most shocking thing tomorrow to hear a Donald Trump or even a Ted Cruz to propose something like that. I'd be like, well, that's crazy, but that's not the the craziest thing that's happened this election cycle. If the next debate, Trump and Cruz approached each other to shake hands and one stabbed the other, I'm not sure it would make page one of the New York Times. No, I'm sure I'd be like, oh, really? But I wouldn't be like, a what? No way. This Donald Trump stabbed Ted Cruz in the heart 36 times before the debate? I can't believe this happened. And he'll still be leading in the polls. Right, exactly. I wouldn't lose a single supporter because people love me. I could stab Ted yeah, Cruz down on Missouri? Fifth Avenue right, and people still him, love who me. Who won Missouri? <laughs> Let me give you a, a final update before we wrap up our broadcast tonight. We're still waiting for the, the final call on Missouri. But at this point, Missouri has, and remember now we think it's a proportional state, um, of their 52 delegates, uh, we have 92.7% reporting. Donald Trump still leading Ted Cruz, 41.2 to 40.9, a four-tenths of a point swing, which is about three to 4,000 votes that separate them. We will have more tomorrow morning right here on the Blaze Radio Network as part of the Morning Blaze with Doc and Skip. Then Jay Severin will have more tomorrow afternoon, of course, we got uh, that guy, Glenn Beck, between the two of us and, and that Who? Guy. Uh, Buck Sexton, Glenn Beck. They have little shows, too. Who? But, uh, Boys, the Buck. Trade deficit. Just stay right here. The Blaze Radio Network tomorrow morning. We'll run it all down from you. And we have a uh, an interesting take on this whole thing that I think you're going to appreciate as well. It's coming up tomorrow morning. Thanks so much to Jay Severn and at Brit Likes Lime, spinning the dials radio style in New York City this morning. And thank you for listening. The Blaze Radio Network.
Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-3620. That's 800-261-3620. 